Hi, I'm Mark Lehman, and you're listening to Left Me Pop No, I thought it was very good. Hey, you know what? At this point, David, anything can sound good. You could just do it. A little bit different. Great. Because you're back. And I'm back. We're all here. Oh, no, no. We're at half the uh, I take milk for that. It worked, though. How do you know? But you have a shirt of bed. I don't Right between the bone and the bed. That could be clean. What's up, Third season, and I didn't realize the last couple seasons are short. But I'm like um, full right. twenty plus, so I should. Um, Don't forget, part of that was shot during the strike. Remember that long ass yes. strike? Yeah, 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 yeah. So you had a big break in between um, seasons. I think even even within a season, but you know, I, I would love to say woohoo. I'm I'm happy for you, but I just I cannot get the taste of that last episode out of my mouth. But not, and, not and, even the last episode, the whole last year. And, well, and you know, other people have kind of um, inferred that as well. Um, yeah. You know, I mean, nobody, no, nobody is, nobody's trying to imprint their feelings on on my experience. Unlike and Unlike but myself, the um, yeah. that was actually <laughs> it was brought up last week um, because we were talking about. Uh, Mike's work and, uh, and Lost came up and I was like, la 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 la, I don't want to hear nothing. And, and Mike's like, no, I'm not going to say anything. And, and I, I guess Jason, I think it was said that, uh, he had no problem with the last episode or the last season. I don't think Mike or, or, or Chris did either. Um, and then someone mentioned something about Galactica, which it's another show that I is there and I'll probably watch it eventually. It's just not high on the list, like breaking bad and, and some of the others. And oh, um, breaking bad is so good, but it, you said Galactica and yeah, and I, I, guess, I, I watched none of Galactica okay. until the last episode. I watched the last episode first. And I'm like, Oh, this is pretty cool. Maybe I'll watch the series. And then I went back and watched the entire series and I, so watching the last episode, I did not make the journey like everyone else. So it wasn't, some people were butthurt. I don't know. I, I don't see any reason why they would be. I, I thought it was fine. But then when I after I, I watched the whole thing, I'm like, yeah, that wasn't so bad. I like it. But you know, I, I I'm I'm it, it's funny because we read comic books. So it's it's um you know, it's we're true. not we're not always there from the beginning. It is true. We, we too we, many comic yeah. books. But I, you know, I mean, my first issue of Uncanny X Men was not issue number one. I wasn't there from the beginning. I had to go back and and figure things out. It's weird with TV these days that um, you know, thankfully because of streaming, I can start Lost from the beginning instead of like from the middle of the third season and and then try to figure out what the hell's going on. Normally with TV shows, if you're not there, depending on the type of story. On the type of of um, yeah, of what they're trying to do, you may want to watch it from the beginning, but you can watch any episode of Law and Order, and it's all right there for you anyway. But um, yeah, speaking of TV shows, yeah, I'm a little bit crossed with Mr. Uh, Neesmith. Oh, 
Yeah, because if, how many times has he said, Orange is a new black is awesome. Orange is a new black. No, seriously, but he never went into specifics why it's awesome. And okay, as an exploitation fan, you tell me women in prison and you have my attention. Um, that's number one. Number two, uh, like I told you off, uh, air, my wife has been scratching me to, to get this thing. So, so I, I got her Orange is the New Black and we're watching it. And the first minute of the first episode, yeah. we got naked hot Donna uh-huh. sucking women, sucking face with a woman. I'm like, why did Chris not tell me this? Laura Prepon boobies in the, the very first like 30 seconds of the yeah. thing. It's like, oh, this thing was tailor made for me. And then there's another scene in the first episode where it's like in, in the shower room and there's, oh, oh, oh. I mean, there's, there's chomping going on. And I was like, wow, this show is great. I must watch this. Cause I'm a pig. Yeah, yeah. I the, know. It, it's, it was fun. You're right. When we watched, um, when we did see the first episode of Orange, and we've seen the first couple and, and it did remind me a little bit of, of, um, the first issue of Alias, which kicked off the Max line. And there's, you know, and there's the word the fuck. And, and of course the anal intruder. Right. Part. So, so, <laughs> so it's like, listen, this is us and we're coming in with a bang. But, um, this speaking of Netflix and original series, <laughs> we, we consumed all the 13 episodes of, um, of House of Cards when it was, um, that trailer looks great. That what? The trailer. I saw the trailer it's, for that. It's such a great fucking show. And, yeah, and it looks good. Uh, before the second season even started, they announced that a third season will be coming. Um, but apparently I was watching an interview with Kevin Spacey and, and when he uh, was shopping the show around and Netflix said, yeah, we'll do it. Um, they were like, how many episodes are you looking at doing? And, and they said, like 26 and that's the first two seasons. So there are, as I'm watching the second season, um, there are definite, I'll say endings to some things, but they do also leave a thread or two dangling so that if there is a third season, I guess there will be that, um, things will be, you'll be able to pick things up. And, and the second season starts off like two minutes after the first season ends. So you lose nothing, even though it's been a year between the two seasons and um hmm. but but what led us to this I, it's interesting because there are I'm, I'm all for telling the story like the way it's supposed to be told or shown but i will fight tooth and nail oh boy to make sure that i i will do everything in my power to plead begs the, i will i implore people if you have kids or if you're going to introduce the Star Wars saga to someone for the first time, <laughs> watch episodes four, five, and six before one, two, and three. Because if, yeah. especially, I mean, not because that's the way I saw it and it's the way it should be done, but because that oh shit moment in Empire Strikes Back will feel, will be flat if you watch the first three episodes. It's true. And that's what all three movies build to. Right. Yeah, and if you take that away, there's still great. Movies. Oh yeah, there's still you know it's still a cool yeah, story. Yeah, I mean just just the battle. Of but it's Hawks, like so you, just by itself is. Oh, is absolutely, worth. absolutely. Yeah, but yeah. So, but um, what, what was I going to say? I was going to say something. You were laughing. At and me now when I forgot. I said it. Oh, I was going to say, hey everybody! Oh shit! <laughs> it's eleven o'clock comics episode three hundred and four. It's a vote. Three hundred and four, and I am Vince B. Welcome back, Vince B. Welcome back, David Price. I am David Price. 
You are uh, sexy man. I, uh, uh, and if you can't tell, we're a little short-staffed. We're we're two men short. Uh, soon to be one man short right. because Jason has uh, informed us. Yeah, he informed us he will be here, just a little tardy, as usual. I mean, they don't know what goes on behind the scenes. Jason's always... It's almost like it's regular time for him now, anyway. Yeah, it's true. But uh, Christopher is illin, and he will not be here this week. (laughs) Literally illin. He's illin, yeah. Um, But you know what? You better take your temperature after you check out the deals (laughs) on Discount Comic Book Service, dcbservice.com, because, man, you're... Temperature is going to go through the roof when you see what you can get and for how much. For example, 35 to 75% off this month. You can still get in under the wire. These detail, these discounts are still available. Uh, from the Dark Horse people, it's uh, Criminal Macabre, Eyes of Frankenstein by Mr. Steve Niles. And the great, recently discovered by me, Christopher Mitten. And I'm sorry for being late to that party, Mr. Mitten, but you are awesome. Um uh, the Eyes of Frankenstein collects the four issues of that miniseries, cover price seventeen ninety nine, which is kind of a lot for four issues. Not for you though; you won't pay that. You get it for eight dollars and ninety nine cents. That's fifty percent off from the fine people at Vertigo, Coffin Hill, Trade Paperback, Volume One, subtitled Forest of the Night, by Caitlin Kitteridge and uh, Inaki Miranda. Let's see here. Nine ninety nine cover price, which is very reasonable considering it collects seven issues. That's right, seven issues. But you can have it for four dollars and ninety nine cents. Do the math, fifty percent off. And from the fine folks at Titan, they're all fine folks. It's the Death Sentence hardcover. I love the covers on this thing. I haven't actually peeped the inside, but the covers are very nice. Written by Monty Nero, art by Michael Dowling, twenty two ninety nine. Cover price, $12.64 for you, just for you. Just for me. That's 45% off. Remember, they do not mind late orders or additions to already placed orders. And you can get your previews for a very reasonable price of a dollar and 12 cents. That's what I want to pay for previews, even though I uh, absolutely need it. And don't tell them that. I would pay more, but a dollar 12 is sweet. DCB service. Dot com. They are the absolute best, the best in the world and on some other planets, too. So, yes, yes. I was going to. I remember what I was going to say. Yeah. Lost is a worthy journey. Oh, yes. Yeah, we there, were also some, talking about Lost, folks. Before. Yes. There's some really nice character moments along the way, but I I do believe that they fumbled in the in the home stretch. Okay, well don't say nothing because I don't want uh, I, I, people, I, I, are gonna, people are going to be all like, oh well, this is what he's up to. So we can, I'm I'm up to the the beginning, the early episodes of the third season. So I just and I'm I'm I am. I thought the first season there were some things that I was even talking to my brother about it because he was all giddy that I was going to start watching it because he and my father were watching it as it was happening live. So they're like, oh, better late than it. So, um. I definitely think the first episode is one of the best first episodes ever. I would agree with that. And, and, yes. and I, I think back to the first episode often and, um, I do enjoy the flashbacks. I'm enjoying how, you know, people's lives interacted before they got on the oceanic flight and, and, mm-hmm. uh, but there were some things that I knew just by watching how things are playing out. Like I knew, um, 
I, I, I knew Locke's situation before the reveal. Um, but I thought that was still neat. Yeah. Um, great actor. Oh, oh yeah. So Terry Oakwood is fantastic. The, so uh, good. I, um, and I love, love Juliet. Love her. Oh, okay. Yeah. She, see, and I, and so she was just introduced because okay. the third season starts off with, um, them being over there now and, and, or at least three of the characters and the, um, uh, we, I, it, there are some characters who I, who are consistent with me and I'm like, I, I like you. I, I like this character. You know, they, they really can't do anything to, um, turn me. But then there are other characters where I'm like, wow, this week you're just a major dick. And, and I, I struggle watching that, these characters because I'm like, I really wish something bad would just happen to you already. And yeah. And why don't we just keep it, um, comic related? Did you know that, uh, Evangeline Lily is up for some character in the Ant-Man movie? Oh, good for her. Yeah. Yep. Not Janet Van Dyne. So you'll get, you'll get to see well, I, okay. I don't know. All right. Know. Oh, okay. Um, I wish I did know. Mm, I don't want to see her small. Yeah, but she'd still be proportional. Yeah, but you know, every time they, they show, like, you know, someone's big head, you're just going to be a little herd next to her or whatever. But anyway. Uh, she can crawl up your urethra. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> but no, so um, so the second season, I thought when we introduced some, some the, the tail section, I thought that was neat. Uh yeah. I, I, I like Mr. Echo. And, uh, yeah, so I mean, and, and so now the third season, so things are, there, you know, it's still, to me, a mystery, and, and there's still things happening where. It, and it will stay that <laughs> way. Stop it. <laughs> it will so, stay that way. But no, I, I am, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm glad, you know, it, it was like when I was watching Fringe. I know that, you know, there were people who were like, okay, well, what are you up to? The third season? Stop now! And, and, I'm glad I went through it all. I can see why people would feel the way they did with that last yeah. season, but it's still, it was still part of the story. I wasn't, I wasn't offended, but I right. can see why, How you know, you people invested all this time into it and I, I could see that, that they would want a different type of resolution, but still. Right. I will say you got to get on the breaking bad. I will. As soon as this because is done. In, in the big old grand pantheon of, of television dramas, I'm not going to say the best show of all time because we know that that honor goes to the honeymooners, the best show of all time. <laughs> yes, uh, as far as television dramas go, Breaking Bad is definitely one of the all-time best. I, I don't want to say it's the best; it's my favorite. But if if I really thought about it, I said, "Well, is really Breaking Bad better than Mash?" Hmm. You know, I'd have to think about it. But Breaking Bad is that good. You, you really need to watch that. And I could give you all of the DVDs. Because, well, you can borrow them. Because I have them. Oh, that's right. That's right. My favorite, one of my favorite shows. Aww. Yeah, it's even better than Dexter. I didn't say that. Don't repeat that. But it is. <laughs> Did you see all of Dexter? Because I heard people weren't too thrilled with that last season, especially. I last have not. Season. Right. I have not. I don't think the last. I don't have the last season yet. And I've been waiting because, um, yeah, for various reasons. I don't want it to end. One of them. But uh, yeah. So let's. Uh, oh, I got some thank yous. Do you? Yeah. Let me get it over here. There it is. Um, first off, 
I have to thank Jason Lee, who sent me something. He says, Vince, I picked up Intruder number nine at my local LCS. I don't know if it ever makes it to the East Coast. It does not. Uh, so I thought I would send it to you. Enjoy. And, uh, I have a couple copies of this. It's, um, it's a free, I think it's a free comics newspaper. Let's see who's in this one. There will be names. Okay. Who do we got? Wow. There's no contributor list. Oh, here we are. We got David Lasky, Max Klott Felter. Uh, I want to find another name that you would uh, get the hell out of here. Bruce Bick. Br- I'm all tongue tied because I'm excited. Bruce Bickford's in here. Oh no! Do you know who Bruce? Do you know who Bruce Bickford is? I want to say yes. Where's his page? Where? Holy crap! It looks just, Bruce Bickford is the man that did the claymation for Frank Zappa. Oh. Yes. Remember the, the, you've you had to see the one sequence where Frank's, well, Clay Frank is playing the guitar and the finger, get the, the, the mouth appears on the finger and the finger starts chewing on the other fingers and eating it. That's Bruce Bickford and his, his drawing looks exactly like his clay figures. Wow. All me- all misshapen and gummy and, and, and Casimir, uh, Kaz, uh, Straypeck is in here. What else we got? Uh, Scott Travis, Seth Good. Well, I can't, my eyes are so bad anymore. Tim, uh, blah, blah, blah. Tom Van Dusen, but it's, so it's really cool and it's amazing. I'm looking through it. The art is like fantastic and it ranges from whoo to oh my goodness. Yeah, it's definitely adult. It's not for the kiddies. Oh, and there's a color center spread by uh Casimir Stripek. It's wow. I'm gonna describe it to you. If the canvas was meat, uh Casimir would have drawn this with a uh steak knife. It looks like it was it was slashed out of out of meat. And it's, it's raggedy and ratty and, and that beautiful Hedda Uma style that I love so much, but you can see characters in it and it's suitable for framing. So yes, I have to thank Jason Lee for sending me this and a, a belated thank you, right? Belated to Danny White, who, oh. it, it, yeah, you know, in addition to sending me his, uh, Horktopus comic which is delicious and amazingly beautiful it's well rendered like crazy and it has a nautical theme which always clicks with me i don't know what it is about the nautical stuff but i just love the sea maybe i'm of the sea maybe i'm one of lovecraft's great old ones and i'm going to rhode island this weekend to see lovecraft's grave did i not tell you, you did not tell me i i'm going to rhode island providence what are you gonna do there i'm gonna go to lovecraft's grave wow for, for real. Uh, but um, Danny White also gave me – well, it's basically a full-page commission of the Fantastic Four. It, it's, it's a beautiful piece. And the master uh, at work, we see the back of Mr. Kirby as he's working on a, uh, a page and the uh, – well, it's Marvel's flagship book. The, the characters <laughs> from that book <laughs> – 
oh, it's beautiful. And it, and he used wash on it. And it's just, you know what I mean? It's not something that he just kicked out in an hour. He spent some damn time on yeah. this. And then he, then he gives it to me. And it's amazing. And I'm going to have it framed in. And it will have uh, uh, a rightful place on my wall. So thank you, Mr. Wife. It was way too, way too generous of you to do that. It's a beauty thing. And I do appreciate it. So you and I are the only ones who have one of these, right? Yes. Yeah, I have my uh my my first human Green Lantern of Sector twenty eight fourteen. Uh <laughs> because I can't say uh, I, I I could say my favorite or who I would consider the best pre New fifty two and then of course Oh you mean Guy? Oh you mean Kyle? Oh you mean John? And and John John <laughs> is a great Green Lantern and, and um So's Guy. Guy can be a great Green Lantern. Um, he makes a great Red Lantern, by the way. You're not reading it? Uh, not at the moment. No, I need to. Uh, th- that is something that I want to. Um, there's a lot of, and and I, I poke fun, and I and 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 I just I shrug or I roll my eyes. And there are some titles that that DC's putting out now that I I really have no interest in. And then there are others like Red Lanterns, like um, Green Lantern Corps. Um, like Aquaman that I want to go back and take some time and read it. They're not for me right now. The DC stuff isn't time sensitive. We're like, I need to read superior Spider-Man when it comes out. I need well, to yeah. read all new X-Men or uncanny X-Men or now invaders or now even this new Punisher, which we'll talk about. But the DC stuff is, with the is there. That's awesome. So I will, I'll, I'll re, especially the green, I'm, whether it was Denny O'Neill, whether it was Steve Englehart, whether it was, um, uh, um, Alan Moore, just throw it in there. <laughs> Alan Moore, uh, yeah. um, uh, Jones or, um, even, uh, no, I think at that point it was Jones or even, even Priest with Emerald Dawn. One and two, where we turned Hal into an alcoholic drunk driver and, and, um, there are. Gotta do something with it. Well, them. yeah, at that point they did. They, they, they needed to. But I am a, if, if someone asked me pre new 52, who's your favorite DC character? It, well, if Chris was here, he'd tell you it, it, it's always been Hal. So it is. Right. I still, I still want to know what's going on in the Green Lantern universe. Even if, even if Hal Jordan, this particular Hal Jordan is not someone I want to spend any time with, there are still aspects of the Green Lantern, the, the, or the Guardians of, of the Lantern legacy that, that I still want to at least, um, read up on. So yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll read your Red Lanterns. I'll read, even though it's Guy, and I'll, I'll read your Green Lantern Corps because it's John. And, um. I like John too. Yeah. I mean, he's, yeah, I, I, I may not have been thrilled with him with his introduction, but in the year since, especially with, um. John's been around a long time. Well, Neil Adams, Danny O'Neill? The, uh, and um and guy even longer than that, but yeah, you know, I, I I was 
I was really keen on the whole thing during Crisis on Infinite Earths as it was playing out because Hal had quit and Guy, I remember that awesome Howard Shaken cover, which was just basically a close-up of Guy and we're wearing the ring. Um, but Guy was a lantern. John was a lantern. You had, um, it, it, John and, and, and Cat Matui got together and, and then with issue 201, it became the Green Lantern Corps. Now you have a whole bunch of lanterns like, like Chip and Arissa and Kilowatt and everybody's here on, on Earth and, and I, I enjoyed that too. I enjoyed that series and then that gave way to Millennium and, and the New Guardians. But the less said about that, the better. <laughs> so, you know, I, I did, I, I did like Millennium, especially the crossovers, but I, I didn't like how it, it seemed like they were really reaching to turn some of those characters into Manhunters. Yes, you're right. But you bring up uh, something in, in my uh, pointed little head and I PM'd you this today. Uh, I gotta preface this with yes, I recognize all of the great stuff that Jeff Johns has done for DC. Right. Most notably the Green Lantern, uh, characters. He really has taken those characters from, uh, aside from Hal, let's be honest, the Green Lanterns have always been second stringers. Pre, pre Jeff Johns. I mean, he re, I mean, especially, especially in terms of sales, right? Johns had, had, has done something really special with the lanterns. I'll give him that, okay? I haven't read it, but I'll even give him Aquaman. I really don't understand what the heck he's doing with the Justice League. I just don't get it. I don't. Today I read because the characters introduced are very uh, close to my heart. I love the Metal Men. Mm-hmm. I read that issue and I'm like, what in the hell am I reading? I, what, what is this? It was beautiful. I mean, Yvonne Reese drew it. Right. And so it's gorgeous. And the, especially Platt, I mean, he draws the hell out of the metal men. And it's, it, it looks like a very well-mannered Neil Adams. Like this is not See, that's the Batman It's Neil because Adams. he, when, um, when he was working on Green Lantern back in the day, when, when Johns brought Hal back and, and Carlos Pacheco through, started the series, um, after Ethan Van Skyver, Rice came on and he, it was a style very similar to Alan Davis. Right. And, uh, which still looked stunning. And it, I mean, it was his own. It wasn't like it was Brian Hitch aping Alan Davis. It was, you could tell, you could, you could tell this wasn't Alan Davis. This was just someone who I thought was influenced by him. Right, there's really not a whole world of difference between Alan Davis and Neil, Neil right. Adams. Davis may be a little more curvy or fluid, um, stylized. Yeah, well, I would I would think David um, Adams would be more stylized with the, with, with, think, with the extra lines and the noodling is what I mean well, by def- that. Right, right. Well, that's that's what I'm saying. I mean, Adams loves to. Play with the light and the shadow, right, and flesh right. out the, the musculature. Whereas um, Alan Davis, he's like he's well tempered. He, he right. knows what lines work, right. and he knows, and he's not afraid to um, put a, a solid black shadow. Whereas Adams likes to go in and yes. you know, but it's paid paper it's, lines. So it's, it's okay. So so Rice has gone from um 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 um. um Similar style of, of Alan Davis. Now he's he's and yeah, I noticed that when uh, when I think the Aquaman series started, that it was um, 
it was more like uh, a Neil Adams esque yeah. style. Yeah, but more precise. Okay, I, I shouldn't say no, that. no. I'm, I know exactly. What not you not mean. not more precise in in terms of deliberate information. More more economical with the line. I thought it was beautiful. I, I was like every page is like, I'm marveling at the art. This is really nice. But you know, reading the the, the dialogue and it's oh boy. <laughs> Whew. I told you. I was like, just, yeah, just, just, just look at the pictures, um, man. And and I haven't been read. I read what the first ten Justice League, and it's like, ah, okay, that's enough for me. And uh, because of the Metal Men, I uh, I picked up the issue today, and uh, it just it does. There's there's a disconnect between me and and Mr. Johns. I I don't know I don't know what he's shooting for, but it's it's either it's either too much. Too much, too talky, too much dialogue, or it's just wow. We just strange decisions. I, I, I don't get it. But uh, maybe I'm not supposed to. I don't know. Uh, who's you, so your pre New Fifty Two uh, favorite character would definitely be Hal. Yeah, um, pre Fifty Two, maybe even pre Rebirth, because I didn't. Um, I. Hell, um, pre Emerald Twilight, I, I kind of, with the whole, um, death of Superman and, and, um, I was gonna say Thanos, and Mongol destroying, um, Coast City, causing Hal to go crazy, and, and I, that was where I was kinda like, I was, I was tapping out a bit, and, uh, so yeah, I, I think, I think, um, Early up to the late eighties, early nineties, Hal is my guy. And then, um, so I, I didn't read, I didn't read Final Night. I didn't read, you know, his ultimate sacrifice. And, um, <laughs> why are you laughing? It was Stuart Eminent art, man. Come on. I think it was a pretty neat decision to make him the Spectre. Yes, I would agree with that. I did, actually, yeah. I think I did read a story or two with him as the Spectre. Yeah, it's kind of cool. I mean, like I said, they have to Don't do something. Don't know why I had to wear a mask, but okay. He's Green Lantern. He's creepy. <laughs> no, he's already he's got the hood. Why is he got to wear a mask? Why is he wearing his little domino mask at the same time? Um, but in any case, uh, yeah, it would be, it would, it would be, it would be hell. I mean, otherwise it would be, um, see, with me, all of my, all of my favorite DC characters are, yeah, it's this guy until, like I could have said, throwing it out there, I could have said Jericho until the Titans hunt. You do like Jericho. I like, I like Jericho's power, and I like, I like his interaction with the Titans. I don't think I'd like Jericho as much if he wasn't introduced in the Teen Titans. Um, huh. I, uh, but he's also associated to Deathstroke. Who very, I think is, I've, it's, it's, I, I know that identity crisis turned a lot of people onto Deathstroke fans and, and, and they turned Deathstroke into a green arrow rogue. And, um, but I mean, I've always been, I thought he had a real cool look. I've, I've, I've always been a huge Deathstroke Terminator fan. So I, I do have a few. Favorite DC characters, but it's, uh, oh, and, and the, um. Well, you, you know what? Not to be nasty, but I, I would rather they did not associate Deathstroke with the current Teen Titans because that's just a mess. 
You know what I mean? Have you have you read the the Teen Titans? Not since the first issue or two. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's just a mess. I am looking forward to trying out Red Hood now that. Uh, oh Lopez sure. On it. Yeah, that's the whole. There's a reason to read it right there. Um, but the uh, there was um. Oh crap. The oh. I was just gonna say that um the other character that I probably was a huge big fan of because of his look and he wasn't around for long was um the uh um Manhunter. The Kirk Manhunter. Right. Yeah. And you also like Vigilante. Oh, too. especially the Adrian Chase Vigilante, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I you know, I introduced where? Teen Titans, exactly. right? Yeah. Um you know what I'm gonna say for my favorite DC character, but that's really not the surprising thing. The surprising thing is that it's not Batman. That's your game. It should no. <laughs> Commandy's my I favorite know. DC. But um, you would you would it should be Batman, right? It shouldn't. Bat that should be like a universal. Everyone's favorite DC character should Except be Batman I, because yeah. Bat Batman's like omnipresent, especially now in the with the new Fifty Two, which is basically the same Batman as before. Right. Right. right? But um, so new Fifty Two. Here's a, a, a cool little uh, take on this. Who's your favorite New 52 character? Um, and you can't pick Batman because it's the same character. Uh, oh, shoot. See? Uh, it's not easy. No, it really isn't. Um, well, it would have been. Prior to the creative team change, it would have been Deathstroke. Oh, oh I know what you're going to say. What? Go ahead, keep going. <laughs> I'm, write, I'm writing it down and put uh, it in a sealed envelope. Uh, when you're done, I'll open it up. It. Uh, I know yours was Hawkman for a hot minute. Oh, I love that book. <laughs> so, so sad that that book ended. Um, it was good. I know. I know. You said it was, you said it was good. good. I know. I know you said it was. Um, you oh, say now that it, now, now. <laughs> a little bit of hesitation, like you don't believe me. Um, yeah, you said it would, it would it, now would it would be Green Arrow? I knew it. That's what I was going to say. Is he? There's Wait, an envelope. envelope. In the envelope. <laughs> yeah, I I I'd have a hard time. But my favorite, you know what? I would have to say Larflees is my favorite oh, new fifty two. No. I love him. I think, and it, it boggles my mind that that book is still being published. I, I think it's great, but it does not seem like a book that would endure. And, uh, they just solicited what, um, the 11th issue. So it's not going away anytime soon, right? Um, and I'd say my second favorite would probably be Omac. Yeah, I, I, that's what I was suspecting to hear you say. But there's really, I mean, for all intents and purposes, Hal's pretty much the same. Mm. He, he kind of sort. I mean, he's a mooch, you know. And and I and I think my number three would be Sinestro. I, I like what they do with Sinestro these days. No, I. Well, see, my. Okay, no. I'm surprised we didn't say Deathstroke. I'm at Deathstroke I number four. I said before the creative team change. Right. Well. Before you, before you said Hawkman. He's my number four. And I can't pick Hawkman because it didn't last long enough. But it was great. 
especially when Mr. Liefeld came out. Shut up. <laughs> yo. Yeah, I just, I don't know. You're right about the expediency, uh, edge with the Marvel stuff. I have to read them right when they come out or if right when they come out in terms of my reading habits, like I, I'll wait three weeks and to read something, but that's still right when it comes out like this DC stuff. There's, there's really no rush. I, I read the Green Lantern stuff in collected editions. Um, I, I lapsed hard on Batman. Like I, I, I don't even think oh, I read all. Of, I haven't. Yeah. I'm, I'm the whole, way behind that, on Batman. That's the family thing. I'm not, I'm not even caught up on that. And uh, you know what? Part of me doesn't really care if I'm caught up on it. I don't know why, well, but it's I read. Batman and it's not going anywhere. And yeah, I do read Larfleys when it comes okay. out though. Well, I like that. Um, and the speaking of grabbing, yeah. uh, why don't you grab one of our co-hosts? Oh, is he ready? He's ready. Oh, look at this. There he is. Who this is? There he is. Oh, yeah. For real. Who is this? Oh, my lord. The children. The children. Yes. And Bunny. Oh. <laughs> well, we already told everybody you were doing your fatherly duty. Oh, nice. Yeah, dude. You know, it's one of those things like, you know, your kid gets an assignment two weeks ago. Two weeks ago. You, you tell him the day of, like, listen, hey, man, you know, this, your teacher gave you two weeks because this is not like a normal assignment. It's, you know, it's a lot involved, a lot of steps. You got to make sure you pace yourself. You don't want to procrastinate because it's going to be so much more stressful. I got it. You know, every day I come home, yeah, yeah, I'm making good headway. You know, and then I come home tonight and it's like, I don't know what to do. It's uh, not, you know, mom told me this, but I don't understand. And my teacher this and blah, blah. And I was like, all right, listen, first of all, I'm like, it's not about your teacher, what your teacher didn't do or what your mom didn't do. I'm like, it's about what you didn't do. And then I'm like, once we can accept that, I'm like, I'll sit in here and help you. And he's like, but you know, it's, it's it was a redeeming night. Cause as much as, uh, I, it was sort of like stressful, you know, just now he was like, dad, I know that you'd much rather be doing your podcast with your buddies tonight. Aww. And it means so much to me that you stayed up and did this with me instead. And I was just like, oh, I'm like that's what being a parent's all about, dude. Like those moments, you know? So that's awesome. Well, him so, being a procrastinator, he could uh, get a job in management if Vince's job. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's true. You, you mean, you mean Vince's true. old, old job or is this still your oh, job? Dude. <laughs> ah, yeah. Missed you, brother. I know that I missed you guys too. It was, it was, it was brutal. And just the, knowing that you guys were recording and that I was working was, was not fun. Mm-hmm. But what are you going to do? But I'm glad you're here now. And I, I cannot wait for the inevitable forum post that says, you know what? Not for anything. This episode was in the shitter until Jason jumped out. Word. And it got good. It got hot. How long y'all been recording? About 35. Really? Minutes, that long you think? Say. Okay. Yeah, 38 minutes, so he's been on around three, four, whatever. So I'm thinking like 35. I'm Rust Cole. Oh. You're not. You're Jason Wu. You watch the next I get that one. Who shops at DCBS, DCBService.com. You guys watching that True Detective? We, uh, Renee and I watched the first episode and put it on. No, but I I have HBO Go. Nice, nice, okay. Um, so I, we'll, we'll get back to it. We're just, um, not really in in the right headspace to watch it, or or at least to be yeah, I get you, I get, get caught up in it. Vince, there, there's 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 some uh, there's some like satanic yeah. cult 
Yeah, there's rally, bro. Some, uh, oh, I'm on that. There's it's a detective some, uh, procedural, but it's what it's all about is is just insane. Fitz, nice. you know the story, the uh, the Yellow King. Yes, dude, that's the central theme of the of the show. No way. See, you know, see, this is all coming coming back around because you know where I'm going this weekend. No, Rhode Island, and I'm gonna go to Lovecraft's grave. You are. You betcha. Like, just on a little vacation or what? Um. I'm tagging along with the wife. She's got something oh, to do. Oh, cool. And uh, so me and the chiblets are going to uh, Rhode Island. Well, yeah, dude. So the Yellow King is the central reference point to the show. And uh, Yeah, I'm not going to correct you, but it's actually the, the King in Yellow. That's well, in the show, they call it the Yellow King. Just Yeah, yeah. what's cool? No, I, the, I, know, <laughs> I don't want to be that guy, which I just you were, was. Yeah. I know the original <laughs> written work by Mr. Chambers was the King in Yellow. I got all that, dude. Relax yourself. The, uh, <laughs> Well, that, this episode can be called um, <laughs> This episode is all about what's on at eleven o'clock because we we started off, bro, talking about. Um, well, Vince started talking about Orange is the New Black. I mentioned House of Cards. We brought up Lost. We brought up um, Galactica for a minute. Uh, or Prepon's titties. Yeah, and Orange is the New which Black, which I was of which I was not informed, and if I was, I'd be watching that. From I the have beginning. not seen that show yet, but I, now that I know that Laura Prepon's titties are there, I'm on. Yes, it. they are there. You know, yeah, they're not as spectacular. No, as I still, thought they that's because that's because Vince. They're okay. Vince isn't keen on all natural, so. Oh, no, they're, you like the fake. You know, no, they're not. Your wife has big fake know. ones, so that's true. <laughs> <laughs> they big, but they not fake. <laughs> and actually, and and and. No, well, okay, no, because Vince and I already we, we, um, I'm curious to know if, if, I was telling Vince that I feel very strongly, and apologies to the listeners who already heard me go on about this, but I, we were talking about stories, um, through their natural progression and, and respecting the work and, and being there, depending on the type of story being there from the beginning or if you can just jump in. And the one, my one exception to that is probably making sure if someone, is being introduced to the Star Wars saga for the first time that they watch episodes four, five, and six prior to one, two, and three. I think Jason would disagree with that. Wait, say that again. I'm sorry. I don't think I, I followed you. When you when when if if someone is going to watch the Star Wars, gotcha. Okay, that I I strongly suggest they watch four, five, and six. Not because that's the way I saw it, but just because the oh shit moment, the big reveal in Empire Strikes Back falls flat if you've watched it from the first episode to the sixth. Mm. Interesting. Uh, I would agree with that. You know, I mean, I haven't wow. thought about it until now, but because um, all your boys are Star Wars fans, yeah, so, like they watched the all like, six movies. Oh, dude, a thousand times. Okay, so but how? What order did they watch them in? One through six. Okay. But here's the thing though, dude. Like, and this is why I always have, like, I know everybody, yourself included, loves to like throw up in your mouth anytime the first, the first, the one through three are mentioned. And They're I get not made that. For me. They're not made for me. I get that. But yeah, but I will say that as a dad of young boys though, I will tell you that, and, and I don't necessarily disagree with your sentiment on those movies relative to the first three, but I will say though that it is fascinating about perception because I honestly think that my boys view them all as a totality and they make no differentiation between, you know, the other, th- the, the, the four, five, and six, you know, like they don't, they don't seem to notice that they have like worse special effects. That's cool. 
you know, like to them, they're they're one through six, and and they have their favorites. Like I think, I think their their favorite is 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 Empire uh, Strikes Back. Their second favorite, though, is uh, is is three is 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 Revenge of the Sith. Revenge of the Sith. Okay. So well, that was yeah, that, that I can understand that. Yeah. So so like I mean so so like from the you know out of the out of the mouth of babes like their perspective is is like in, in the totality. And what's also interesting is that. Uh, to them, like the Clone Wars cartoon is is you know is as much canon as the movies, so right. like they've probably got way more continuity in their heads than than even we do because there are God knows how many hours of the Clone Wars. I mean, probably what hundred at least. I mean, I'd, I'd say it. So, um, you know, it's definitely a generational thing because we cannot extract the love of the original trilogy. That's right. You 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 can't take that away. Right. Yep. And viewing the not so great movies that came later with the, uh, as, uh, we, we have, we're, we're informed. We can judge. Whereas kids, they, they can't. Unless, you know, they were introduced to the original movies by someone uh, with the experience. So for them, they, they, why wouldn't they like them all? Yeah. 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 You know, it's, 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 it's crazy, but, yeah, it's, I don't, I don't, I really, it's, it's hard to, uh, I, I, I think about this a lot where when you experience things, when and where, like the, the conditions under which you experience things are very important to, in the grand scheme of things. And it's, it just depends on place and time. I mean, if you were, had the benefit of seeing those Star Wars movies in the theater yeah. when they first came out, of course, you're not going to like these new movies. There's because there, there's no comparison. No, well, see, I now I special effects one, two, and three <laughs> blow four, five, and six away. I know that. I was just my my. But even so, see, you, you're fueling the, the 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 fire. You're adding fuel to the fire because even though they didn't have the greatest special effects, we didn't know it then. But the stories are still better. The, that's the that's what I'm better. saying. Yes, I I, I thought I. I Hayden Christensen, I thought, is a is, is a horrible Anakin Skywalker. I can't stand knowing that it bothers me that the 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 Dark Jedi, the Sith Lord, the the, the Darth Vader, used to be this whiny kid, and and that that almost that doesn't ruin the first three movies, but it it and it doesn't it doesn't necessarily take away my enjoyment of four, five, and six. But yeah, it I, I I look at Darth Vader and and now I just think about his early years and I'm like that I, I, I never would have imagined that that was who that was the Padawan who became Darth Vader. And and yeah. but you know, I mean I thought that I, I agree with you Vince about the acting and and uh and I thought I mean I I, I like where they were going. I, 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 I like the direction the movies were going in. I just, the, 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 the presentation, the people telling the story weren't to my liking. Right. And let's not forget about the countless lives that could have been saved if, um, Obi-Wan nutted up and just kicked his ass into the into lava. lava yeah. and, 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 you know, really, yeah. mm-hmm. countless lives would have been saved just because he didn't want to kill right. him. Truth. Yeah, what are you gonna do? Y'all been talking Let's about talk comics about, at all? Or? Yes, oh, why yes. Not? We, we have been. 
We are uh, talking about. The last thing we uh, threw out there was uh, our favorite pre and post New Fifty Two DC characters. Okay, you mean like so in terms of post, you mean like characters that you like more in their post New Fifty Two incarnation, or just just the are are the characters that resonate with us the most right. from the New Fifty Two, and you can't pick Batman <laughs> because it's the same character as the right. The, Pre New Fifty Two. Well, I mean, for me, then uh, just almost by default, it would have to be Wonder Woman. Wow, oh, that's a good one. Yeah, that is I a like good that. One. I like think by that. the ones that I'm continuing to read on a regular basis. Right, right, right. So, right. Which says which says a lot about the yeah, the creative yeah, definitely. Yeah. So, um, so because Batman would definitely be my number one, but again, I think maybe I get a little bit more of a pass because I've I've read very little Batman up until the last few years. But either way, um. To your benefit, I think. Uh, but yeah, no, Wonder Woman definitely. I think that, uh, you know, I, I, I definitely love this incarnation. Um, let me think if there's anybody else that strikes me. Um, You've read all the Batman stories you need to read. Yeah, I've definitely read all the yeah. seminal stories at this point. Right. Yeah. Um, Do you really need to read every issue of Shadow of the Bat? I don't <laughs> think so. You know? I have never read a Joey Alicio is going to roll over in his, uh, in his in his bed, I, I've never uh, read a Asbat story. Asriel, hmm. no kidding, no, nope. yeah, can't say that. The I first the first one's great. The 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 sword of Asriel. Oh the, the, my god, that yeah, was fantastic. That was really good, and it was gorgeous. I can't say the same about the ongoing right. though, and mm. and I I actually like um the crossover with Event the um Azrael and Ash. Yeah. Because well, because Mr. Casada, but yeah, Mr. Casada, yeah, yeah. Um, Speaking of Palmiotti, that thing he's doing with uh, Amanda Connor, the the Harley uh, Harley Quinn yeah. thing, the new yep. book, it's really Is good. It? Okay, yeah, it's good. Uh, you know, it's not yeah. character I've too into, but yeah, I've heard that's very good. Do you like? And I I really hesitate to say this because it's the obvious comparison. If people have made it all over the internet. You are a fan of Deadpool. You will like this Harley mm, Quinn. Interesting. Yeah. All right. Fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. Um. Oh, and another one I'll definitely shout out, and that's a recent thing that you guys know is uh is is, and this is not this is a more this the Green Arrow, but but this is the yeah, uh, yeah. mirror Green yep. Arrow, not yes. not the I think J T. Cruel is the the original post New Fifty Two guy, but but the the most recent incarnation of Green Arrow, which is kind of like. Maybe even like three reboots into the post New Fifty Two, but right. that's what David said. Oh, you he, yeah, see that? I did. I, yeah. yeah, no, I he well, and actually Vince guessed <laughs> before I could answer that uh, that it would be Green Arrow, but before Green okay. Arrow, um, and I said before the creative team changed for me, it was Deathstroke. And, I was just going to say the other one I'd give a shout out to, and again, this doesn't hold up anymore, but right. definitely Deathstroke, which we are all proud page, owners of pages from that first run, right? Um, and uh, I, I should. Um, Clarify that uh, I would not um, associate the original New Fifty Two Deathstroke with the Teen Titans. Whatever they they have them doing now, I don't know. But uh, that that series was so great, and then yeah, know, stuff happened. Stuff happened. And and also, um, and then one last one I'll shout out. Uh, and this is one I've continued to buy, but I, I I must admit to being woefully behind. I'm at least a year behind. Uh, is All Star Western? So Jonah Hex. You know, and that's, uh, and that's, that's as much a, just a testament to, uh, 
to more tat, you know, is, is really what's kept me buying it is, is anything. But, but, but the yeah. fact that I haven't read it an issue in, in at least 12 months of maybe even longer is, is probably saying a little something about where that sort of yeah. ranks against the others. Last couple have, mm, I don't know. Uh huh. Not, not been good. And, and one more actually, um, uh, Omac. I, I thought that was my number two. Yeah, the gif and the Dio was fun. That was a lot of fun. Yeah. 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 Uh, my number one was Larflees. Really? <laughs> I love Larflees. Yeah. yeah. He lost me. <laughs> so, so you did pre and post or, or you just yes. did post? Nope. Ah, we did pre too. Yeah. Well, pre, I mean, um, probably at the top of the list would be, uh, the, well, I'll give two, uh, pre, would be the Green Lanterns just because I thought that, that the Johns, not, not like the last year pre, pre, you know, but like the big chunk of John's new, you know, Green Lantern mythos, you know, was, was, I thought a blast. Uh, and then probably the other thing, and this is one of the first things that I read regularly from DC, I guess going back maybe 10 years now that kind of pulled me into the whole universe was, uh, was, uh, JSA, you know, Justice Society. I thought that was, uh, was again, John's, I gotta give John's credit that his, his run on JSA, or whether, I forget if it was JSA or Justice Society of America at the time, but, but whatever it was at the time with, uh, Eaglesham as the main penciler, I thought that was great. I love that. So. Really good. Yeah. There's an omnibus coming out. Yeah. No, I ordered it. Yeah. 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 So. There you, you go. Like You're all caught up in shit. Nice. <laughs> so did we all read Avengers World number three? No. No, cause I haven't read Avengers World number oh, three. Yes, you did. Oh, I yeah. did. No, you're right. Actually, I did. I'm looking at my. Yes, I have not uh, read three. Uh, okay. Well, we get to see a little bit more of Madripoor. Nice. <laughs> That's right too. Yeah, now I remember. Okay. Dude, it's awesome. It, oh my goodness. So good. All right, respect. But I can't say anything about it because you didn't read it. My bad, dude. Yeah, it's one. The the issue three is basically one long extended scene. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you'll like it. Okay. All right. That's cool. Like it a lot. What'd y'all think of the, uh, since you were talking other entertainment, what'd y'all think of the, um, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy trailer? Loved it. I, I really did. I, I am just, and Renee's gigging on me because she's like, oh, who, who, who's that Rakuna? Is that, is that Treebeard from Fellowship of the Ring? I was just like, really? Really? Uh, I'm like, why? <laughs> membership revoked. So, um, like, I'm so she's like, she, she's like, so it's, it's, it's Fellowship of the Ring, it's, it's, um, it's, it's Star Wars, it's Indiana Jones with the beginning there with him with the little, and I was just so, so she's having her fun, but I, I, um, that shit. I mean, first of all, I didn't, I'm, I, I completely admit to going, really? When they said Chris Pratt, because I haven't, oh, I don't watch, yeah. I don't watch Parks and Recreation, so I don't, or I haven't yet, I should say. Um, I know him as, the friend in the five year engagement, I, I've seen him and, and I know who he's married to and I'm sure he's clever and witty, but I didn't see him as a, in, in a fucking Marvel movie and, and as Star Lord. And the trailer really did a great job of making me go, I could see it. I have no problem with it. I, and, and just seeing, I mean, Groot alone, but just seeing Rocket Raccoon on a goddamn screen and just I could just watch that and and yeah, I, that was fantastic. Um I thought it was spectacular. Absolutely. And and I, I Vince and I do agree with one of the characters just just but that's because we're sexist yeah, pigs and, and we're used I, to the I comic think but we we said Gamora should really have a little bit more meat on her bones. She she should be a little more voluptuous. 
Just a little. Yeah, I mean, Marvel seems to have a thing about that, right? Like, yeah. with the Wolverine movie. Well, I know that wasn't Marvel. That was, uh, Sony, I guess. But, but no, I'm right. with you. I, I don't disagree with that. I have to say, though, um, I was, I guess I've been trying to avoid, uh, like the, like previews and promo stuff for all the, like all the Marvel movies. So I didn't realize they were going to be playing it like so, so much humor. Like, you okay. know, mm. um, but I liked it. I dug it. I mean, cause that is, uh, you know, if, if, you know, if we, if we were, if we were to encapsulate like the Abnet and Lanning guardians, like obviously humor is a big part of what made it great. So, yeah. Um, yeah. but I'm with you, David. They- like I was really, uh, mm. non-committal about the Chris Pratt. Like I was like, well, cause I've only seen a few ish episodes of, uh, Parks and Rec. But he kind of plays like a slovenly slacker, mm-hmm. like kind of chubby. At least he seemed like he was kind of chubby, sort of. So I was worried this was going to be like a, a Seth Rogen as Green <laughs> Hornet type of thing. Yes, oh, yeah, yeah, boy. yeah, yeah. And I was kind of not feeling that. And then the preview, like the first minute or two of the preview, or the first second or two of the preview, I'm like, ooh, I'm like, because you know he's he's playing the Joker here. But then like they start showing the cutaways and the homeboy's jacked up, like he's like. <laughs> He's like, uh, he's like Doug Monkey Jack. I mean, he's no Batista. Don't get me wrong. No. But, uh, God, he's a brick shit. But I'll tell you, that guy. It looks, it looks like a lot of fun. And Raccoon looks awesome, man. He looks oh, awesome. Yeah. That's the thing that got me was the aesthetic yeah. of the, the, the trailer. It, it, to, uh, there's, there's a lot of very cold colors. It's, it's there's a lot of blues and you know, it, and it's very low key. But there, I mean, there are splashes of color in there. But and, and let's be honest, it's a trailer. They're only going to show exactly. you, you know. But yeah. the, just the aesthetic of it, I'm very pleased. It should be cold. It's in space. It's in space there's, yeah. you know, it's, there's there's no uh, space heaters. I mean, funny. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, yeah, I was I was completely um, I, I was quite happy with it. I watched it a few times today at work. I showed um. Uh, I had my pay-per-view buddy Henry over at my cubicle and the minion and, and all, 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 all homeboy was, he kept waiting to see, um, he goes, so it's, it's a Marvel movie. It's, it's like the Avengers. I'm like, well, yeah, it's, and I was reminding him about Thanos and, and there was one, there was, there was one, um, there was one, um, I, I'll, I don't know if I can call it a spoiler, but I didn't, we see one character in the Guardians of the Galaxy trailer who I guess premieres at the end or during the credits of Thor the Dark World. Um which I didn't know. Oh, really? Yeah, I didn't because I didn't see Thor yet, the sequel, so I didn't I didn't know that's when they introduced the character. So I I don't know if I can call that a spoiler, but as we're watching the trailer, um Henry's like, "So where's Iron Man?" I go, "Well, actually in the comic." And he goes, "Wait, yeah. so he's in the guard?" I was like, "Yeah, but I'm like, so this ties into that whole Avengers universe that they're filming and whatnot. And, and all, all my boy was just like, but I don't see Tony Stark. I'm like, it's all right, bro. But he, <laughs> oh. he, he was, he was digging it. I mean, he, these are characters who my, my boss had no idea when, when they first announced that they were doing an Iron Man movie, he goes, fuck's Iron Man. You know, I'm like, I don't, right. I, exactly. you know, so, but I mean, for, for them to come out with five other characters that nobody's ever heard of, it's, it's, you know, I'm, I'm sure there'll be ties to well, the I'll Avengers. Well, tell you what, purely oh, yes, yes, yes. Your point too. My my partner slash boss uh, sent me the trailer this morning saying, "Is this supposed to be any good?" You know, and I wrote him back saying, "Well, you know, you're not asking like a very fair and balanced person here. I have these pieces. You know, I have I have these characters 
illustrated on my walls in my house, like all over the place. So I don't know that. And he's like, no, he's like, I asked because I, uh, he's like, this looks awesome to me. He's like, it looks like it's, he's like, it looks to me like it's going to be action packed and funny. And I'm like, yeah. And he's like, perfect. So, you know, again, I mean, I, it's, I, I know the conventional wisdom is that this is the riskiest movie that Marvel's done because, you know, it, it, it is a, a, a you know, a, a set of characters that, that, that are probably even less out of the cultural lexicon than, than like, than some of the others are, which is true, but, but I'm, you know, you, Maybe I'm wrong, but I feel like Marvel's got a lot of goodwill now with audiences. Like, yes. And and, and yes. if you're going to put, if you're going to do a movie in a completely different direction than Captain America, than yeah. Thor, then why not use these characters who you can you can experiment with? These. It's not like you're going to drop Hulk in the middle of this movie and and he's going to start cracking wise. I think this works. Especially because of the source material, because we have Abnett and Landing series to go by. We have, we have, it's been established that these characters can be funny and not, and not, not Three Stooges funny, but they, there are humorous moments in, in the comics. And, and, and someone mentioned today in the thread that, you know, when, when the, when the 2008 series started, it was a very it was set up very much like the real world where the characters were in a booth talking to the reader so right right it's it's been established you know this isn't this isn't going to be the avengers in space because that's not who these characters are so mm-hmm. it's it's fine that they want to take it in a different direction i i i don't have it's not like oh my god i can't believe that they they did this to star lord this isn't my star lord no this isn't the star lord i read in annihilation conquest but that's okay does anyone hold Star Lord? That's sacred? Exactly. Well, I that's mean, what he's no, saying, so it's no, like, that's what I was going to say. I, I don't think so. No, so. he's a, he's a great character, but he's he's the human element amidst all of the right. alien components. Right. You know, so yeah, he's yeah. just he's he's us basically. Um, no, I I think it's going to do great. Uh, there's something about the visuals that are, I I think it's yeah okay. I'll say it. I didn't like the Avengers trailer when I first saw it. Something about the visuals was just seemed off to me. Mm-hmm. And maybe this will flip once I see the movie. I don't know. But going in, I think this is the best, by far the best looking um, Marvel trailer yet. So I have huge expectations for this movie. I think it will do – what was the, the, the lowest grossing Iron Man movie? Probably the third. The first what? one, I would think. Yeah. Oh, really? The first one? Well, the third one made over a billion dollars. Oh, did it? Okay. okay. All right. Then, yeah, I, I right. guess the first. All right. If, if the first Iron Man movie was the lowest gra- grossing, I think. Of the th- you Gar- mean or of, of – you said of the Iron Man movies or did you mean of Marvel movies? No, of Iron okay, Man movies because yeah, yeah. they, they've made a decent amount of money. I think Guardians would is going to do as good as Iron Man 1. Okay. I'm just going to make a prediction. I'm probably wrong because you know me and, and money. I, saw, I, I talk out my they, ass. They, they showed us Rocket on Groot's shoulder firing a fucking man. I I was just that was all I needed. I I could just. It's almost that. as good as uh, Transformer Jesus riding a T Rex. <laughs> right, I'm gonna break it down to you. Uh, Iron Man the first made 585 million worldwide. I see this doing that, which easy. is cr- a crazy amount of money, by the way. <laughs> like, <laughs> um. Iron Man two made six hundred and twenty four million worldwide, mm-hmm. and then uh, hold on a second. Iron Man three made one point two billion dollars. <laughs> That's shit. insane. That is insane. That's insane. Oh it's not even a good Stop movie. It. <laughs> Stop it. I'm with Vince. It's actually a terrible movie. Don't I think. be that guy. <laughs> I think it's the worst of the Marvel movies, frankly. Oh, easily. Yeah, I think so. I I don't want to gang up on David. 
because David has See, he no, does he no, likes yeah here's I, the thing they're, it's, they're, it's fifth all time in worldwide gross that's crazy there are, can you I, name the four ahead of it um well I know Titanic no uh yep. Avatar's number one yes you got the first two then, then Titanic yeah any of the Star Wars uh, movies? No, well, no, because that would have to maybe be like on an adjusted basis because they came out too long ago to, okay. to gross that kind of. This is not adjusted. This is just pure dollars. Uh, Avatar did two point eight billion dollars, dude. <laughs> I I think number four is Avengers. Number three. Number three. One point five billion. Um, the 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 one of the Batman's, one of the Nolan Batman's. That is number nine. The Dark Knight Rises is number nine. One point where oh, um. Any of Raimi's Spider-Man movies? I know, I know, I know. No. Okay. I don't see that in the top 30. So Spider-Man 3 was number 30 all time. 891 million. Wow, okay. And speaking of, of, uh, Spider-Man, Amazing 2 looks great. It does, man. It looks I'm great. Sister 6, baby. And, and I have to eat crow because I, I don't particularly like the suit. <laughs> The, the rhino suit does not look as bad. That you that was gonna happen, yeah. dude. And, I know, and, I, I know. and 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 before I, I I stray off it, I just um there are parts of Iron Man three that I like a lot more than parts of Iron Man two, specifically Drago. But I, I get why people don't care for three. Yeah. Yeah, I don't want to rehash. Yeah, no, no, I know. So, I, I mean, you like so it. Who's, like. who's, We're not gonna say thanks, thanks, bro. Really, fourth, I appreciate um, it. Was the uh, no. You, you, you're not a lunkhead for liking it. Shit, the, look at uh, the stuff I watch. The, uh, the, the last Harry Potter movie. Deathly Hallows. Too. Oh, wow. Ooh, jeez. Yep. Wow. So rounding up wow. the top ten, number six, Transformers, Dark of the Moon. Oh, Dark Side. Yes. Number seven, uh, Lord of the Rings, Return of the King. Nice. Number eight, which absolutely floors me. You could have given me a chance to guess 50 movies and I wouldn't have gotten this. Skyfall, dude. Wow, that is awesome. But, right? But <laughs> I love that, that. That is, I would have never guessed it either. That is and it's oh. overseas, dude. Uh, Skyfall, so 73% of its, of its gross was, uh, overseas. Deserve every penny of it. Uh, Dark Knight Rises number nine, and then number ten, which is by far and away the worst of these ten movies. Uh, Pirates of the Caribbean, Dead Man's Chest. <laughs> it is. You're right. Oh, I mean, and then, dude, Pirates of the Caribbean is number, they have, uh, is number, is the number 12 spot too, and number 21. Oh, I like the first. The, the, first, the trilogy okay. is really like the good. The first one, it was okay. I thought the third one was inexplicable, but. <laughs> well, Dead Man's, okay, Dead Man's Chest was the third one? I assume so, right? What was the fourth one? Oh, there was, oh, I, I, what I, was I, everyone? Was the end of the world? Or something? God help us all. World's end. Yeah, I haven't seen the fourth one yet. <laughs> oh, this fourth one. It's not direct to video? <laughs> I think the second one is by far the best one. Shut up. <laughs> But see, Johnny Depp is is in a quandary because now he, he keeps playing the same character every movie. Yeah, like Tonto. Oh, please, <laughs> dude, you want to file this away? Guardians of the Galaxy first appearances. If you had oh, to guess shit. which, which, you know, put like equivalent grade, which which appearance of the five characters do you think is the most expensive? Right now, Rocket. Uh, is that your guess as well, Vince? So wait, are are we talking Abnett Landing? No, no, no. Their first, first appearance, first appearance, first appearance of Rocket Raccoon, first appearance of so Gamora. So you got Drax, Gamora, Star Lord, Rocket Raccoon, and Groot. Hmm. Oh boy. Well, 
I'm going to go against the grain and say I think the uh, just because it's a it's a vintage book on its own, the Groot appearance is probably the most expensive. You one. are correct. Nice. It's 1960. It's Tales to Astonish number 13. So oh, it's, okay. It's okay. a couple grand for. I'm, I'm yeah. like for a, for like a nine point. It's like a couple grand for that, whereas the, the others are. Uh, probably the second one is uh, Drax because that's Iron Man fifty five. So that's that's okay. That's uh, the first appearance of a bunch of different characters. So that's I think what works for that one. But um, yeah, so cheap. It's definitely a good idea to take Drax out of com- comic relief and make him a badass. That was that was a, a masterstroke. Definitely, I think yeah. so too. Yeah. yeah, I think so too. Even though Peter David did good things with dumbass Drax, uh, yeah, it's much much better character now. Hmm. And actually, Rocket and, uh, I mean, Rocket's first appearance is actually in a magazine, but his, so it's interesting, like, his first comic appearance is Incredible Hulk number 271, but that's really his second appearance ever, you know, but, but, uh, but I think a lot, like, I noticed on eBay, a lot of people, like, bill that as Rocket Raccoon's first appearance, but that's right. not really true, you know, so, caveat mTOR if you're buying that. <laughs> yeah, there we go. It, it's true. You know it's what I mean? <laughs> It would suck to get caught up in a bidding war for a book like that, and then you find it's not even his first appearance. First color appearance. Yeah. You know who the voice is of Rocket Raccoon? Yes. No. I can Bradley believe it. Bradley Cooper. Yep. Oh, really? Yeah. But apparently he's kind of, from what I've read, and I haven't heard anything yet, but he's kind of like channeling some Joe Pesci from, I think, um, My Cousin Vinny. So I'm not sure. I don't know how that's going to play out. I don't know if he just means inflection or tone, but I'm, I'm here. I, it's, I, it should be a hoot. And I, I'm dying just to hear Vin Diesel say, I am Groot. That's all I want to hear right now. I am Groot. Groot looks great too. Looks fantastic. Did you see, Jason, did, did, did you see the, uh, the bust that, uh, Campbell is looking to get? Yeah, it's pretty snazzy. You know, I've never bought anything from Sideshow before, but that's pretty snazzy, I have to say. I have a bunch of the Transformers busts. Do you? Yeah. Um, the quality, uh, is good. I, I wouldn't say exceptional, mm-hmm. but it, you know, it, they're, they're certainly not as good as the Bowen busts. I have a, uh, I have a mini Iron Man bust from the, uh, that came with the first movie DVD. It was a gift set. That's the only sure thing I have. Hmm. That's righteous. Comics. Comics. Yeah. What about comics? Those? Well, I know David wants to talk about a book real bad. Oh, yeah. yes. Well, that's because I told Vince, you're never going to believe what happens in the penultimate panel of the issue. Oh. I just just get to the last panel of the second to last page, and you'll do a what? Like I did. Mm-hmm. And and so we are um, we're going to talk about. I only read the first issue so far. Do you believe the second issue? Came out today, maybe, but this is. uh Are you serious? I think so because I saw somebody. I saw um, listener Bob Bird mention. Um, I think he read it from Comicsology, and I think the uh, he commented on the second issue. So, um damn, I got to get my shit together. Then. It, it, let's see. Uh, under uh, yeah, I um, don't um, don't quote me. I, I, I oh wait wait wait, what's that? What's that? Yes, that is the second issue. Came out today. Oh boy, I gotta get on. Uh, but yeah, so this is the Punisher. New, Marvel Now, um, Punisher number one, written by, um, someone who we've read from in the past, uh, Nathan Edmondson, who, uh, did, uh, who was Jake Ellis and Grifter, and penciled art by, uh, 
Mitch Gerrads, and I think it looks fantastic. Uh, I do, I do too. It's, uh, it, it's, I, I, I'm gonna have to get some getting used to. It's, it's Frank. It's, it's not a Max book, but Frank's not really in. He's not going after Stiltman or the Rhino. It's, it's, he's, he's going after, uh, basically drug dealers and, and, uh, and, and the drug makers. Uh, but he is also not in New York City. Um, right. He's been transplanted to California. Um, so that's, that's where I need to wrap my head around. I just, I need to, the change in locale needs to, um, I just, Need to get used to that, but he mm-hmm. still sounds like Frank. He's still acting like Frank. It's uh, it it is definitely a Punisher book. Um, you could take the Punisher out of the city, but you can't take the city out of the Punisher. Definitely not. Uh, he's <laughs> making friends left and right. Uh, oh yeah, yes. <laughs> Petting kittens. <laughs> Give a little kids <laughs> ice cream, but it's yeah. Uh, no, I think it's it's um. I, I can't go on enough about the art. The art's fantastic. And, and it's, it's not a, um, I'm kind of liking this, uh, change that, um, that Marvel seems to be embracing a lot more these days where you have Somni on Daredevil. We had, um, Shainer on the Deadpool animal. Um, we, we have, uh, Steve Lieber on Superior Foes of Spider-Man. And, and it's just, it's not it well we mentioned it earlier with the whole Neil Adams thing but it's not the the these artists aren't noodling and and cross hatching the, their eyes out and and they're not overdoing it it's it's very um the lines serve a purpose and it's not it's not ultra realistic and it's not cartoony it's just it it's a man that can draw the human figure. Right. Is what it there's, is. There, there's yeah. weight on the page and to the characters and, and they, it, it, and it moves the story along and it's not, it doesn't, you could still, you're still reading what everybody's saying. You're still reading the story. Your, your eyes are on the page and things are moving along. You're not, you're not losing focus because you're distracted because somebody just went crazy in one panel. It, it, it there's nothing really overdone. Um, it's in the Hardman camp. Thank you. Yes, that was yeah. yeah. And 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 so there's, I I appreciate that style. You know, I mean the same thing with um, what Compass. what like what 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 Mark's doing over on King's Watch. You know, I mean there's just oh yeah, there's that. yeah. it it looks it's Funny fitting. You should say that because Mr. Laming introduced this episode. There we go. Yes. How'd you know? I, I just I know things. So um, <laughs> I I Blame think Mark. this is I I definitely recommend. The pun- and I'm gonna let Vince spill spill it with, with the big reveal. Um, no, should I? Well, yeah, yeah. Let's do you it. Can. You can. You can. Jason, um, Frank is up to his old shenanigans. He's hunting down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and he works his way up the chain. He uh, he blows Danny Trejo's fingers off. Well, a character right. yes, that reminds, yes, reminds me yes. a lot of, of Danny Trejo. Uh, and he gets the, the supplier and then he takes out the processing plant. And, uh, along the way, he, he manages to, uh, as Frank tends to do, he garners some attention and, uh, a, uh, precision, um, extricators, I guess you can call them a strike team, uh, you know, the trained military people, um, 
that are sent in to bring him to justice and they're called the howling commandos. Hmm. It's like, what? Who, who are these people? And initially we see it in the beginning of the issue. Um, they're very good at what they do. Uh, they're, what, what, what were they doing, David, in the beginning of the issue? They're, uh, they're rescuing someone and it, it, it was like, you know, seat of their pants. Yes. The, the, this, this guy was basically dead. Yep. One of, one of their own was being tortured, uh, in, uh, in Ghana, was it? It is. Yeah. Togo near the Ghana border. Right. They, he, by a bunch of ne'er-do-wells and, and they, they, they're, you know, seconds away from killing him. And they, they bust in and extricate the dude. Uh, one of the guys is called Sidewinder. Yes. Uh, you know, and they have, they look like they have the, the, the newest and the best technology available to them. Um, and they're pretty, uh, formidable and they're going after Frank. But this, uh, as I was reading it, I was, I was thinking, wow, Frank's really not taking any prisoners in this book. No. He, he dispenses with pretty much everyone he encounters. That, you know, uh, uh, he doesn't want to leave a trail. He doesn't want to, you know, the stories to start. And he is just, one guy, uh, shows him where the processing plant is. He doesn't make it out. I mean, he, he just, he goes by the excuse of, you know, you, you, you were cracking wise about my car. Uh, but it was just an, it was just that, just a, a reason for Frank to, to erase that part of the trail. And he's just, he's eliminating people left and right. And it's, it's not, it's not a Max book. So it's not particularly bloody, but, but Frank's not using rubber bullets. Mm-hmm. He's, he's killing people. And, uh, he seems to have a friend, like the, the new microchip. Yeah. Well, I don't want to, I don't want to call him no. that, but the, the equivalent of, of, you know, the, the, the aiding and abetting guy, uh, works, uh, he's a military man who has access to the armory. So he's fueling Frank with, uh, the tools to get the job done, let's just say. And, uh, so it's not a completely, I, th- I don't want to say it's a kinder, gentler Frank because it's not. But he's it, the 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 proof is is in the hairstyle for me. This is not the Garth Ennis slick back hair right. Punisher. Yeah. Like you, if you looked at Frank, you could not. Yeah, maybe he was a self taught, um, you know, uh, warrior, but you wouldn't really pick up on the fact that he has extensive military background. Whereas if you looked at the Garth Ennis Punisher. You're like, well, that's a military man. Look at the way he conducts, he composes himself. His hair's all slicked back. You know, this looks like, uh, Frank in this book looks to me like a weekend warrior. Mm-hmm. He's not, he's not overweight, but he just looks, he looks like an, an average dude. Right. His hair is kind of needs to be cut. You know, he's got the, a little bit of the, the a spit curl going on in some panels. It just looks like, um, you wouldn't, and, it, and the only thing that makes you think it's the Punisher, well, that tells you it's the Punisher is because he's got the skull. skull on, yeah. Yeah, but, and it's like a, a chest plate, which is cool. But no, I thought this book was great. I liked it a lot, especially the art. Art is fantastic. And Mitch did everything. Pencil, ink, color, everything. Soup to nuts. That's awesome. Yeah, I haven't read it yet, but, uh, I'm a, definitely a fan of the, of the Mitch, so. Yeah. And it just, just like Amazing Spider-Man, and uh just like Superman, the key to the success of the title character is in the supporting cast. And and I think that this this cast that they got cooking up for, for this book is really sharp. I love Lou. There's a um a guy that's uh, uh, yeah. 
he runs a diner and you know he's just talking to frank you know i think he knows but he doesn't explicitly state that frank is the punisher he's just like you know this this town needs the punisher Mm -hmm. because uh you know the avengers Avengers do their thing because uh, avengers do their thing but but the the bad dudes who are packing heat and don't care about you know human life they're not afraid of the avengers so we need the punisher punishers essential and uh you know it's just and there's a female cop that will probably get close to frank and i want to see that happen i was telling david today i want to see frank have a love interest. a little tail oh i mean come on he's a human being all this time not you know not getting busy. Frank needs it. He got busy with the Max and the Max book. He needs to get his yeah. load off, you know? He needs to feel And it. oh, oh no, no, actually he didn't because she was married. He, he didn't get any on the, um, throwing the Rucker run either recently. It's okay to admit that he, he needs a little bit of love. A little bit of loving? He is, he is a, well, I mean that, that may go, that may run counter to the very definition of the Punisher, but I would think, you know, underneath all that, Writing wrongs in in his uh, estimation that the guy still needs to be loved. From I mean, I sound like Leo Biscaglia, don't I? <laughs> but he does. He's a human being. The guy needs a little bit. No doubt. I like this. I like this book. Yep. Respect. It's. It, I think it's going to have a nice, nice run. I hope it'll have a nice run. Mm-hmm. And it, David, wouldn't you say it's kind of unlike the Punisher we've been given? The past? Oh, definitely. It's not. I mean, it's not. Uh, well, you tell me. Is it anything like the current Thunderbolts Punisher? Not really. Okay, and it's not like the Rucka Punisher, um, and it's definitely not like Garth's Punisher um, in looks or in feel. The uh, that that Punisher uh, ran its course, and and it, it was a nice, definite period at the end of that when. Um, when Jason Aaron wrote wrote it for a year or so, so um, this is it's not the it, it's not the Bill Mantlo Punisher from Peter Parker's Spectacular Spider-Man. It's it's you know it's the Punisher, but he definitely it's a character who um, that I think you haven't seen before. Just I want to say because of the because it's definitely not the Stephen Grant dude. From back in the day, so yeah, I don't no. I haven't seen this Punisher not not because he's got you know a, a, a cracking wise sidekick. It's just he's he's in a different place physically. He's he's not in New York, and he um I think there's more wild dog. I would agree this, with that in the, in this Punisher. I like that. Yeah, I mean it's not that reactionary as as that character was, or uh, is that the word I want to use? Hmm. Now, to me, I think the Punisher needs someone other than himself. Like when Microchip went away, right. a lot of the luster for the Punisher was was lost mm-hmm. on me. It, he just needs someone else. He, the, the the guy can't be an island, going through you know existence just alone, taking out all these. He needs assistance from somebody. Nobody's that good. That that you can. You do all these, uh, you know, precision strikes or, and take out all these bad guys and just do it by yourself. You need him for even, come on, Batman needs Oracle from time to time, right? Yep, definitely. So I don't know. I just, I think the Punisher is a fascinating character. I really do. Cause there's a part of me that wishes that I could be the Punisher. And we know you read these stories about the, the bad guys 
weaseling their way out of, of, of hard time due to lawyers or just, just being, you know, just knowing the right people. You, you just want to go out and be the Punisher and take them out. And I think that that's a huge appeal of the Punisher for me is like, the, you know, when, when the justice system fails and uh, as it tends to do sometimes, Frank is there to clean up. You need that, right. but it's, I think it's pretty primal. I like that a lot. Primal. You got to read it. Oh, it's on, it's on the to-do list, buddy. Well, get on that. I'm on it. I'm on it like a bonnet, son. Suck a sucker so now. You read anything this week, Jason? Or you yes. Slack? Yeah, yes, sir. <laughs> I read a ton of shit, actually. Nice. What you but got? But the thing that, uh, that took everything else behind the woodshed and beat it like a rented mule, um, was the long awaited, uh, f- finale to lock and key. Oh boy. Wow. You mustn't get too specific on that. No, no, I know I won't. Um, first of all, because I'm a fan of the, uh, of the, uh, of the shelf porn, um, I ordered the, uh, the, the hardcover that comes with the slipcase. So it was pretty cool. Like it, it came, you know, in almost like a faux, like it, the, the slipcase arrived with the sixth hardcover in it. And then, um, styrofoam where the other five should go with like a little sort of faux face plate over it to show you where they go. But the net of it is like, there's this awesome hard, uh, you know, uh, uh, cover for to hold all six together, which is beautiful. Um, but this is the sixth and final hardcover of the fantastic ongoing horror series from uh, IDW by Mr. Joe Hill and uh, Mr. Uh, Gabriel Rodriguez. Rodriguez, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, it's just you know it is what it is. It's, it's like you said. I don't want to spoil it, but it's an an perfectly wonderful. Uh, gruesome and, and poetic finale to, you know, what I think is one of the best series of the last five years. It, uh, true. You know, gives true. us resolution to, you know, Bodie and all the other, you know, lock siblings and, and, uh, the, uh, the antagonists are dealt with in clever ways. And, um, you know, it's not necessarily a bunch of happy endings, which I think is apropos of the book, although it's that not, although be. it's not entirely without heart or hope. Um, just, just beautiful, amazing, engaging storytelling that, uh, uh, just, uh, you know, I doubt we'll see a series like it for a long time to come. And, uh, I, I gotta just, you give them the golf clap for finishing on as high a note as they started. So, oh, nice. uh, it, it's called Omega, right? Yeah. The last, yeah. yeah, nice. Yeah. It's, uh, it's, it's really fantastic. So, um, to you folks that, uh, are behind you need to catch up the one thing i will never understand about this whole series is the uh the one of of the six hardcovers that doesn't have a uh a uh a ribbon embedded in the lining <laughs> like why why not the one right like why why the other maybe it's five? a statement maybe it's a statement it could be could be or it could have been a screw up at the bindery you know uh also possible yeah you know i, I don't yeah i don't know i mean that's possible entirely but uh but yeah, the the um the uh the the last hardcover is uh is called Alpha and Omega. Uh, to your point, it's oh Alpha and Omega. yeah, because okay. well, it's 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 um you know Omega was like five issues, and then there was Alpha was the final two issues. Gotcha. So yeah, um, but uh, yeah, dude, it's I awesome. I mean, the uh, the creativity, you know, this idea of these different keys that that have different powers, and this notion that you know that 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 the kids 
kids all know that they exist, but then as they become adults, they forget that they existed. And, uh, no, it's just, it's, it's, it's just fantastic. I, I feel almost like I'm cheating by talking about this book without Chris being on the episode because he has certainly been the, the biggest, uh, lock and key cheerleader out there since this series first got started. But, uh, but it just, uh, you know, they definitely stuck the landing. So. Well, it's good to hear. Yeah, I would love I to get into it more, but I know you're not wanting to be spoiled, right. so. I, I need to get it. I, I don't even think I ordered it yet. That is fucking ridiculous. I know. What, what can I say? I, I don't know what to say about that. <laughs> it's, it's, it's disgraceful. I needs to read my Larflees. That's oh, the lock of the way. Yeah, we're going to read this. <laughs> What's wrong with me? I don't know. Seriously, dude. I know. I make time for silliness. That's what I do. Right? It's, I'll be the first to say it. All right. I, 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 I wallow with the swine. All right. You know what I read? What'd you read? Uh, you guys know I had a bad week. Mm, we do now. And I was looking forward to, I was looking for something that would not require me to invest myself too much because I honestly really didn't have the, the time or the focus. To like say jump back into mind management that would have been too much for me this week. Um, what I did do was get caught up issues uh, number four to eight on uh, Godzilla, Rulers of the Earth from IDW, uh, written by Chris Maury, illustrated by Matt Frank and Jeff Zornow. Great illustrators, and they alternate. Like Matt will do one issue, then Jeff will do one, and. Um, it, the book looks fantastic. And remember last time I talked about this, I, I mentioned that, uh, Chris Maury and Matt Frank were going to use the kaiju we seldom, if ever, see in Godzilla books. Well, they're, they're making good on those claims because right off the bat, I think it's issue number four. Um, you remember Lucy Casprell, the, uh, the naturalist, uh, the studying the kaiju, she's got a, a soft spot for the big beasts. And, um, she, she, uh, this time around gets pulled into China because, uh, they're having problems with, with kaiju. And right off the bat, they throw, uh, Varan the Unbelievable into it. I mean, that movie came out in 1958. Mm. And, uh, Talk about cast-offs of the kaiju. Like, he never, he didn't even appear in, like, Destroy All Monsters. The, the, the monster was just like, that movie, boom, and that's it. Um, which, if you didn't know, was supposed to be, uh, broadcast on, uh, American television. And what they did was, they, they, they cooked up, uh, a recipe like the original Godzilla, where, remember, the, the, uh, the Japanese version does not have Raymond Burr. And they, they inserted Raymond Burr into it for American audiences. Well, they did that with Varan the Unbelievable too. And, uh, ah, another, um, similarity was it was also directed by Ishiro Honda, who directed My Anaconda. Kojira, <laughs> Godzilla. So, you know, there's, there's Ishiro. <laughs> <laughs> with the, uh, I think the uh, cinematographer was on gift. With the, <laughs> So, he, so he's in the family, so to speak. And, uh, so we get, we get Varan, 
or Varen, whatever you want to say. I don't know where they are. There's no accent on it. So I, I'm thinking it's Varen. You know, I've always called it Varen, the unbelievable. Um, in addition He's to that, Godzilla <laughs> makes his way to Las Vegas. And who does he encounter in Las Vegas? But Orga from Godzilla 2000 Millennium. The Orga is a pretty cool creature um, because he's kind of like Psylocke a little bit. Where if he bites or or like swallows part of you, uh, he gains your abilities if you have abilities. So and he's also uh, a jacked up clone of Godzilla. So the these aliens that are working behind the scenes, there's two races of aliens, um, and uh, each are kind of well. The, the the main aliens are kind of duplicitous. Like they're 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 telling the, the dudes they're working with, that, yeah, you know, we're gonna we're working together to to destroy these humans and take the planet, but uh, it, that's not how it is. And they eventually butt heads, as you would expect. But so the aliens drop Orga down, and they're fighting, and uh, Mogera, which is not the uh, Showa Mogera, it's the later the the Heisei Heisei Mogera. It's this big giant robot shows up. And uh, gets the shit kicked out of him and separates, blah, blah, blah. But the big deal here is, if you've seen Godzilla versus Megalon, you know who the, the well, I don't know, for me anyway, the, the, the draw for Godzilla versus Megalon was Jet Jaguar. That was the, the Godzilla f- series' answer to Ultraman, okay. kind of. So Jet Jaguar's in this. So now he is in the continuity of this Godzilla comic, which is awesome. Cool. And if... You've have you ever seen Jet Jaguar? Probably. Oh my God, he's awesome. And uh, so so he's working on the on the the, the side of good. And Godzilla kind of gets picks up on that. Like that's the, one of the whole themes of this book is the 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 kaiju like Godzilla and um, Rodan. They're not. They're I mean yes they're destructive only because they're big freaking monsters. Like if you're that tall, you're gonna destroy shit when you walk around, right? But they're not particularly nasty like this is not godzilla from the original movie he seemed they seem to be have this benevolence to them and that that's one of the themes of it that you know the 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 there's certain kaiju that are working uh, maybe unwittingly to 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 save the planet or protect the planet and then you have these nasty ass bastards like destroya and he's in here with the little crab creatures destroya who's just plain bad and and the 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 good quote kaiju. I don't even really think they're good. Essentially, good. They're just doing what they think is, you know, instinct. Right. This this character's bad. We got to take him out. Uh, the, the certain kaiju help out to to destroy the bad guys. But the thing that gets me is there's another little uh, concept in in this series that I found fascinating. Was say you live in a planet where these beasts actually were real. You, you have gigantic monsters tromping around and you were a superpower. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't you, wouldn't you want one of your own? It, it's almost like an arms race after a while. Like, oh geez, Japan have, has Godzilla. What are we going to do? If they find some way to, to, to make this, this, this beast, um, at least listen to them, we're in big freaking trouble, right? So we got to get our own kaiju and that's what's going on in here. Like the superpowers are jockeying to get their own giant monsters and, while they're in China, uh, Lucy stumbles upon this, this military installation and they have a kaiju imprisoned. And holy shit, 
I never expected this. It's the green gargantua from, from War of the Gargantuas. His name is, is Gyra. Uh, there's two of them. There's a green one and there's a brown one. The green one is nasty ass and the brown one is kind of docile. Not, not particularly docile, but I mean, he's at least more, less bloodthirsty than the green one. And then if you see, if you've seen that movie, they fight and blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. But so, so the Chinese have this, this, uh, gargantua imprisoned. And the shit hits the fan, blah blah blah, and and the gargantua gets out. But they're they're using creatures that I don't think we've ever seen in a Godzilla comic, and that's what makes this book amazing. It's just so much fun. Like if if you need something, if you're a, a fan of these movies and you're not buying this book, brother, what is wrong with you? What is it's, wrong with you, indeed? It, no, seriously, it pushes all the right buttons. But I, I got to say, Matt Frank is a great illustrator. But he's a better sequential artist. Mm-hmm. Like he, he, there's a tendency to make Homo sapiens like cartoony cute. I mean, he doesn't. It's not a bad style with the humans, but you know, he definitely excels drawing the giant monsters. Whereas Jeff Zornow has a really nice illustrative style when he draws. Like his 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 line is much more. I don't want to say much more. His, his line is noticeably more refined and inventive than, than, um, Matt Frank's. So here's my idea. You got Matt Frank, who's great with the big monsters, great with the sequentials, and you got Jeff Zorno, who is, I think, a better embellisher. Mm-hmm. Don't alternate them. Team them up. Let Matt Frank do the, the layouts and the sequentials and let Zorno go in and do the the final gloss that's and cool you you'd have i i you think know we've met sli- now yes we have yes. yeah a slightly slightly better looking book more consistent because you wouldn't have it bouncing back and forth because okay this this issue's matt frank and okay this issue because they're they're very different illustrators i mean their approach to sure. to drawing these things are just from from different um the uh, matt frank is tighter Whereas Jeff Zarnow is more expressive with his line, but it, throw them together, see what happens, and then you have a book that has a unified look every issue. It's not flip flopping with these two guys. Who, I mean, don't get me wrong, they're great illustrators. I think they're both really, really good. But in in combining them, you eliminate what I perceive to be their slight teensy teensy teeny weeny weaknesses, which aren't substantial okay i'm not saying there's anything wrong with the way these books look i love them both put them together wow it would be so much it would be awesomer that's a word awesomer (laughs) yeah but i mean you know me and godzilla i just damn there's something about that big thing that just it makes me feel like a kid whenever I, i i read it so you can you can publish 20 godzilla books i would probably buy them all yes i would uh, and you should be you should be buying this one because it's just fun. You, you don't need to invest a lot of. Uh, there's not a hell of a lot of backstory, like even even the previous series, w- which we talked about, you know, for uh, minutes on end, has very little play in this. So you could start with this new series, just get Rulers of the Earth number one, or get the trades, whatever, mm-hmm. and you, you'll be right up to speed. Big monsters, some of them are good, some of them are bad. You have a 
uh, the counter kaiju reaction forces running around and we have, you know, characters would play a big part in that, like Woods. And so you get to know them, you get to know the scientific side of it, and then you get to see big monsters beat the shit out of each other. Word. What's, what's bad? What's bad? Nothing. But yeah. And, uh, speaking of, um, IDW, what's this I hear about ROM? What about? There's, there's a, there's hubbub going around that Rom may show up in the Transformers. Oh yeah, yeah. Because J.K. Woodward did a a, a painting, and uh, it, it's Rom and uh, a bunch of uh, what I what IDW properties. Well, IDW produced books, and it's like you know why not? Why not have Rom in the Transformers? I don't know the whole story behind it, but that, that J.K. Woodward image is very compelling. And for IDW to, um, if you go on uh, Bleeding Cool, there's a, a little bit on there, of course, about the the uh, the whole uh, the whole thing. But well, I mean, what's your opinion of that? Would you not want to see Rom in the Transformers? Probably not. Why? He's not a Transformer. I mean, I, I don't. Well, like, of course he's not. But... Well, I'm saying, like, I mean. You know, He's Guardians of the Galaxy and and Star Wars are now both owned by Disney. I don't want to see, you know, R2 and C-3PO as a cameo in the Guardians movie. Like, it just... But what if it leads to IDW somehow getting the rights to reprint the Matlow stuff and kicking him back some green? Well, I'm a, I'm a fan of that, obviously. In fact... Yeah. It's... um. It's funny you mention that because I know we were all talking sort of offline this morning, which is about to say that, you know, Bill Mantlo, um, I deliberately mentioned. Yeah. That. I mean, he, he's, he's, uh, he was in a horrible car accident, uh, what, probably almost 20 years ago now? Oh, yeah. It seems like it. 1992. So even longer. Yeah. So more than yeah. 20 years ago. And, uh, and we've talked about his, 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 his situation on the show before, uh, several times in, and, and, paid homage to the guy um but uh in fact i in anticipation of this i in episodes 87 and 188 we talk about wow. Bill low yeah look at look at me doing all research and shit um but but you know bill's <laughs> basically in a, a near vegetative not vegetative but but in a very tough state and uh you know it's right. it's been a big burden for his family to take care of him over the years and and uh i guess with the guardians of the galaxy movie now coming up there's been a push of late from uh from a lot of people that, that we, a lot of creators that we hold near and dear, Greg, you know, Greg Pock, I think is kind of leading the most recent push, but, um, but Phil, I know Phil Hester and, and, and Gabriel were, were, were pushing it today and stuff. And, uh, uh, j- just a reminder that, you know, they're, they're, you know, Bill could use your help if you're so inclined, but, but it just, it, it, it can never be, um, it can never be said enough times, even though we've talked about him on the show, just what an awesome, uh, and, and I think unheralded creator, uh, Bill, Bill is, right? And, and again, we've, we've talked Amazing. about this before. Amazing. One of the, one of the very best. But, uh, you know, Micronauts and ROM and Guardians of the Galaxy. I mean, it's just, uh, it's ridiculous. I mean, the stuff that he, uh, sort of reached into the, you know, the, the, uh, the creative, you know, epicenter of our youth and, and, and crafted all of these characters that, that I don't think many people, you know, even in the comics world really think of when they think of like the, the really important creators, but, but, uh, you know, God, that's, that's, imp- that's an impressive group of characters in a lot of different settings and, and, and that's, you know, that's pretty fantastic. So, 
uh, you know, we're not going to make – the truth is we're not going to make Bill any better, right? He's not going to get better. Uh, but, right. but, but, you know, he's also got a long life ahead of him because his, his injuries are not, uh, uh, you know, deadly. They're just vastly debilitating and I think that's, you know, so – so I think the hero initiative, if you, if you, we'll post a link in the forum threads, but, but if you Google Bill Mantlo and Greg Pock or just Bill Mantlo and, and aid, you'll see a lot of different links either directly to him or through the hero initiative to, you know, to help Bill out if you're so inclined. And, uh, and certainly I think it's, it's a worthwhile cause. Yep. Cause, uh, the, the man was an essential, uh, part of my childhood. Yeah. Well, I think all, all of ours, right? That's why we've, we've praised him in the past, but you know, I mean, integral. Yes. And here's the, here's the rub on, on Bleeding Cool. Has, Hasbro has applied for three trademarks. Uh, the first is for comic books. Um, they've already used the first of their five possible extensions, blah, 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 uh, i.e. publish a ROM comic book. The second trademark is for toy action figures and toy robots convertible into other visual toy forms. Which leads to the already existing rumor that Hasbro is going to make ROM part of the Transformers toy line because, as we all know, Hasbro owns Transformers. Uh, the final trademark is for entertainment services, namely an ongoing animated television series for children, which is kind of weird. Uh, but so the rumor is uh, – and here it says the Transformers wiki page has a listing for ROM. Why would they have a listing for ROM? And it just says – what he's doing here is anyone's guess. So, you know, the people in the know, those dudes that follow Transformers, realize that uh, something's going on with ROM, or so it may seem. But I don't, I think that would be very cool. I, any kind of ROM. I mean, because remember, every time Marvel has used anything associated with ROM, it's always been like a, a under-hushed tones like the space knights yes the space knights were from galador and so was ron but they never and they always mention you know the greatest of the space knights but they never say who it was because they can't because they don't have the rights to but so if you're going to use space knights without rom that's like putting the cart before the horse right yeah that's where you can, that's where that's where they came mm -hmm. from you need the, you need the rom so i would love to see um just use the character i want to see him languish rom's a great character somebody should use him the toy is pathetic. Yeah, I was just gonna say, great character, <laughs> shitty toy. Yeah, 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 I have. I, I still, I still have mine. It's pathetic. See that? It's all blocky and shit. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. <sighs> it, it's it's like uh, Mr. Hyde in the League of oh, Extraordinary Gentlemen. Yes. I must lift my arm, which does not bend at the elbow, Hilarious. and smite thee. Yeah. That's funny. Yeah, that's that's sad. What happened to Bill? It is, man. People are dicks, and they, like they're saying, uh, why hasn't why haven't they found the person that hit him? Like I know, it's it's, it's if it, if it was a, a a politician, it would have been solved by now. Uh, you probably do. Can. I sound like an old fart? You do. You do. I'm sorry. Well, I am an old. You're fart. not wrong though. I know. I know. You know. I mean, it is what it is. All right. Ah. <sighs> What are you gonna do? But it's sad. It shouldn't be. One one of the man he I mean, that that dude injected magic into the lives of millions of people. Yeah. Mm hmm In injects them back. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. David, what else you got? Do you have anything else? Uh, do I have anything else? Uh um, I know you do. I know you do. Well, I read a miniseries, but I'm waiting for Jason to read it. What'd what you read? This? I just want to know. It was mentioned last week. Uh, I, wasn't I know I'm week. telling Jason. It was mentioned last week. It's a DC Elseworlds title. 
which means it's probably good. Yes. I liked a lot of those albums. Because, because it's written and drawn by Alan Davis. Oh, the nail. There you go. Yes. 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 yes, yes, yes. Um, so I can't talk about that yet, but, um, the, uh, well, let's see. No, I didn't read, I didn't read Amazing X-Men number four yet. Um, I'm sorry. Did they publish a collected edition of both nails? I don't know. I think they did. I think they did. Yeah. They probably did. I got the singles, which is why I probably, that's why I didn't buy the the book, but I'm just, I'm wondering. I'm, I'm pretty sure they did. Like some kind of deluxe hardcover thing. I don't know about a hardcover, but yeah, maybe. Uh, I am caught up on Superior Spider-Man. Yeah. I know you're not. I'm sorry. Um, Are you not feeling it? No, I'm feeling it out the wazoo, but I haven't had, I, I haven't had read it. Oh, I'm okay. just, if Larfleece comes out the same day, then you know. <laughs> <laughs> you were in trouble. <laughs> Everything else gotta wait. Daddy, feed me. Shut up. I gotta read Larfleece. The Larfleece is out. <laughs> That's so wrong. Why? I don't know. I just love that book. Good for you. <laughs> I love it, my friend. Yeah, me too. You're silly. <laughs> I bet you. <sighs> Greed. Yeah, she's all funny. Motivate. It's a motivation force for a lot of people. <laughs> Avarice, greed. Yes, sir. Mine. Yes. All right. Cool. <laughs> I. I. uh Oh, I don't know. Let's see. Do we, uh, I can talk about how pretty it is. I read the, uh, new, the first issue of the new Wolverine book. Wait, which one is that? That's the one written by Paul Cornell. Uh, it's, see, I want to say, and maybe I'm wrong, but I want to say it was the one thrust upon Paul Cornell that he had to write. And. What's it called? Just Wolverine? Just Wolverine. And it's, it's, uh, it's the book that Stegman left Spidey for. Yeah, it's Stegman's new book. Oh, and so it's okay. Penciled by Ryan Stegman, inked by Mark Morales, who make a pretty cool team. Um, and it's it's Wolverine, like you've never really. It, it's like a what if Wolverine almost, but it's 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 a Wolverine that you really aren't used to. Um, and maybe it would make more sense if I had read, if I finished reading the previous Wolverine series. Um, you know, I, I, there's a little bit of that going around Marvel these days. Uh, as I said to you on the PMs on the, uh, the Twitter, I, I, I felt bad not enjoying Peter David's. All new, new X Factor. Yeah. Uh, all new X Factor. I read the second and third issue of that this week. Yeah. I read, yeah. I only read the first one. I didn't read the next two yet. And I, I'm, I, I'm reading it. I read the first issue because it is Peter David and because it is X Factor. What makes it difficult for me to, enjoy is that it's a gambit centric book yeah there's that too but the wolverine that's that was in that first issue that's not any wolverine that oh, yeah, I, I have no idea what i did this yeah because um just to set it up for the people playing along home gambit breaks into this um residence to steal this artifact that he was told has the potential to kill many people or at least subjugate many people or Cause some really, really bad stuff to happen. So, so Gambit breaks in and, he, and he's like seconds away from stealing it and Wolverine stops him. And he's like, you can't do that. And Gambit's like, why? Well, because it's stealing and stealing is wrong. <laughs> I'm thinking, this is Wolverine, the man who has killed countless well, people. Just, 
just just because uh, who's telling you know this loose cannon that stealing is wrong like who i don't i just don't know who that character is i and and i gotta say i'm definitely not feeling the look of the book it's it's just too chaotic for me it's a little different yeah it's yeah you mean the you're talking about the x factor right now yes yes yes, yeah, yeah. yes. Oh no! So I'm talking about Stegman. I'm talking about I don't even know. I don't remember who the artist was, but I, I read what was it three issues? I I can read no more. Yeah, I don't. You know, I I think if you if I was to take a step back, like I don't mind the setup in the sense that, like he you know Peter even though Peter David's continuing on, he's trying to reset the you know the mark. Like so, like the, if you were to take a, if you were to say set up, okay, there's this corporation, you know, although it's a new one, Serval Industries, you know, that's going to create its own super team and. And there's going to be, you know, like I, I could get with that because you could I, I certainly you can, and there have been stories that are being told in that vein that are cool, right? But uh, but yeah, like I'm with you. I mean, it uh, it it just seems very uh, just very rote so far, and like the and, and the it, villain it seems, seems the first villain seems just so generic and, and right. You know? It seems and it seems forced for Peter David. Like I I don't even want to use that word next to that man's name because I don't think I've ever. Aside from this, read a Peter David book that just didn't seem like organic. Even his 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 low key moments, like in in Captain Marvel, just the dialogue between the characters was like it was fun and right, it was right. exciting and it, it felt real. This just felt like Peter David just hack like just pounding it out. You know, he's got to do he's got to make a living, and I just it's it's soulless to me, and that's very surprising yeah. coming from Peter David. Mm-hmm. The the art is uh, the artist is. Uh, Carmine Di Giaminico, Jim yes. Domenico. So, okay. um, who I've seen before. I, see- I, I don't. I yeah. don't. Um, I don't hate the artwork. He's he's done some uh, Spidey work, and 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 uh, I don't hate it. Either. No, it's, it just doesn't. But what? So aside from Gambit, then I also it it just this issue makes me want to finish the previous. X Factor series because I mean you get that at one page at one panel and, and he says, "Well, I thought you know Jamie Madrox owned. Oh no, you know we bought it. and He's enjoying his life on a farm now." And I'm like, "Yeah, he's on a farm. I, I don't know what that means." So it's oh, it's wow. uh, yeah, it's it's weird. I mean, it is an all new X Factor, but it's not. Um, I don't know. I just I mean, the last time I was really reading X Factor religiously, uh, the team was um, you know. Rain and, 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 and Rico and, and, uh, and, uh, uh, the Shatterstar and, and Longshot and, and just a bunch of characters who seem to fit together because X Factor to me was the Misfit book. And, mm-hmm. and, uh, and yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's, it's, it's Polaris and at least Quicksilver. Is here, so it's it's uh, yeah, definitely strong guys. Uh, I, I think it, I think of strong guy when I think of X Factor, but um, I I'm not sure. I'm not. I, like I said I just read the first issue and I haven't been in a rush to read the next two, but um, I will just to uh, just see where I'm how I'm feeling it. But and that's the thing, the great runs. The, the the characters the creators of the great runs employ like okay great runs of Fantastic Four you have the Fantastic Four right mm-hmm. yeah they tried Luke Cage once or you know and the She Hulk was a was a member for a while but it still felt right I don't know you you, you take 
Lorna and, and, and Madrox and Strong Guy out of, of, of the book and it just doesn't right. feel like X Factor yeah. to me. It feels just like another mutant book that could be called, you know, X People or something. Why, why are you calling it X Factor? Sure, it's sure. Just, that, this is not X Factor. This is not the Batman. <laughs> who are these people <laughs> i i don't know and 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 to to have a creator who um has made a mark to the extent that peter david has like x factor's his book and did that that whole madrox run was unique it, it was it was it was peter david i mean the man's voice permeated that whole book it, and this just did not feel like Peter David to me. I, 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 I'm still shocked at how much it just didn't click with me. Yeah, you know, shocked. Ah, I, I feel bad not liking it because I've, I've pretty much consumed everything the man has written. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Although I still just, haven't read Captain Marvel. Oh, seriously? I, I seriously, I know. I think that's his best work. Really? I think it's better. I think it's better than the Hulk. Yeah. Wow. I, I both runs of Captain Marvel are great. Yeah. Old. Love Captain Marvel. Yep. I don't know. It's just maybe you can't go home again. Or maybe you shouldn't even try to go home again. Maybe they just should have put him on a different book. I always want to see Peter David, you know, making stuff because the guy's good. Yeah. He's great. You know, he's great at what he does. Maybe it's just it's time to retire X Factor. Yeah, it's weird, dude. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what to It's It's okay. Yeah. You could, you know. I mean, hot off the heels of the, the, let's just be honest, the cancellation of the previous version and you become a new version? I, I don't know. You, you can let these things lie for a while. I mean, I know the conversation started with David bringing up the, the Wolverine book. I, I will say that, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm obviously a huge fan of Ryan's work and, 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 and I think Morales is, you know, one of the best in the biz at his chosen craft. Um, and I actually generally like Paul Cornell's writing. Um, right. But, uh, mm-hmm. through no fault of any of them, I, this issue wasn't really for me. Um, it, it's just, it's not, you know, as you guys know, I'm a huge Wolverine fan and, and I realized that for many of the reasons I love the character or many of the reasons that a lot of people just can't stand the guy, um, you know, because he's got almost sort of near omnipotent, you know, power when it comes to his healing and that that's, you know, a crutch uh, in that, you know, most writers just make him his healing power as, 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 as strong as it needs to be for the story. And I get that. And, and I'm not saying that's an unfair criticism, but, but, you know, we all have those characters that we just love for, you know, in their purest essence. It's like no different than the people that just, you know, live and die for, for Superman, you know, when he's a god. It's just they don't care that, you know, he's got this, you know, for, for me, Superman's kind of a boring character because I didn't grow up with him and, and the idea of him being omnipotent makes it hard for me to have a story that I find engaging. Uh, I'm sure for many people, th- maybe they feel the same about a guy like Wolverine. For me though, Wolverine in like his, the, the purest form is one of my favorite characters and, 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 and so when you sort of flip it up on end, I feel like you may be appealing to a bunch of people that don't typically like Wolverine. Who I mean, they may read this book and say, "Oh, this isn't like Wolverine normally." Is I like dig it, but it's the one Wolverine title right now. At least, well, it's the main one, and and I I I don't want to read a book about a, a Wolverine that has no no healing factor. That, that doesn't 
it's just not like if you're going to do it for an arc or something yeah that's cool you know and that's why i don't want to overplay it like maybe it is just a temporary thing and then you know by the the seventh issue he's going to have his powers if that's the case so be it but if like this is going to be you know if they have this idea that they're going to have this grizzled wolverine that's getting old and getting hurt and 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 barely hanging on and that's going to be like the 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 uh, heart and soul of this particular run that's not my thing it's It's like the dark knight it's like the dark knight returns Wolverine. It, it well, it, it reminds me of it. It feels like a what if, like what if Logan was still going to be Wolverine? So here's just a normal dude who comes across a suit with claws and and armor and it can protect him, and he still decides to be Wolverine. It's just I don't, I don't know. I so you know once once I read Killable, maybe I'll be like, oh okay, this was a logical next step. But I I you know, just based on this first issue, um, I'm. Glad I still have Wolverine and the X Men and Amazing X Men. Okay, Devil's Advocate mm-hmm. is the he- is the healing factor that important to the character? Yeah, I think so. Why? I mean, that's who he is. That's like saying. But does it make him reckless? It's still, does it yes, make him yeah, reckless? of course. He still sure. drinks. He still smokes. Well, he still drinks, and and he still puts himself in in danger. He still puts himself, you know, out there and in harm's way. And not to say he can't. He still can't face danger, but knowing he can really get hurt, um, limits. Or maybe he'll pick and choose his battles more wisely. Again, though, so to Jason's point, is that the kind of Wolverine you want to read? Um, no, I don't want to really read any Wolverine <laughs> other than Wolverine and the yeah. X-Men. But, uh, no, I, I think it, it, it makes for a more cerebral. Wolverine, you know what I mean? He's not going to get pissed off and 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 throw down with Sabretooth if he knows that is he you know he's going to see the contents of his stomach. He he'll he'll be more measured. And yeah, it's not exactly the most exciting Wolverine, but it's a nice take on the character. I don't I don't know. I, again, speaking as someone who tolerates the character, I I really I don't know. Sure, I don't have, sure. I don't have much to say about it, but well, look, your I, mileage I, may vary. Like I said, I'm sure there are people that are going to read this book and. And, and think, oh my god, this is, I can finally read a Wolverine book, you know, and that's cool. I mean, again, I just, but, but for this oh, the, the, lifelong Wolverine fan, that's not the kind of story I'm looking to read. That's all. Well, the, the consequences are certainly greater. You know, I mean, there, there's more. But, but, I think, see, well, there's, but, 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 uh, well, that's an interesting road to go down because I think that's, that's, I know why you're saying it, but I don't think that's true because I think that this is comics and this is right, a major yeah. Marvel character and, He's not going to die. So but what if he didn't know he was a comic book character? What if, what if, you know, do, let's approach though, right? him. I mean, you're, you're not buying yeah, a, Paul, we do. No, 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 but no one's buying a Paul Cornell, Ryan Stegman, Marvel comic Wolverine book without knowing a little bit about the character. Or, no, that's not what I'm saying. Um, you know, there, there's a component of, of the experience. When you read a Wolverine book, you know, he's got the healing factor. He knows he has the healing factor, right? And, but there's also that component. You're reading a character owned by a gigantic corporation who is really not going to eliminate this character. So there's really nothing is going to happen to him, whether he has the, the healing factor or not. Wolverine's never going to go away, right? But let's just say for the sake of argument that, the, you know, the character didn't know that. Or the, and, and just wipe the slate, whereas anything can happen to this character. I mean, that's what you're supposed to come away with from these stories, right? If he doesn't have the healing factor and Silver Samurai cuts off his head, well, he's, he's dead, right? 
with, yeah, chances of that happening are very, very slim. But wouldn't it be cool if that could actually happen? Something like that, like the consequences of of a, a storyline like that could actually happen. And then maybe that's what they're going for without the, you know, nudge, nudge, wink, wink of the, yeah, nothing's ever going to happen to this character anyway. Mm-hmm. So healing factor or not, who cares? I don't know. I, I don't know what I'm saying. Uh, <laughs> as usual. Well, right. I mean, I, I was just saying, like, I guess from my perspective, like, I think the, the, the conceit of taking his powers away is just that, right? Like, oh, I know you're all tired of how Wolverine can't ever be killed. So now he can be killed. Like the stories have that much more meaning, which is great, but I can't separate the fact that that's not really true because he's still Wolverine. He's still one of the most popular characters and he's not dying. So, right. You know, yep. so, so, and, and, and I don't personally want to read a book where Wolverine's convalescing two thirds of the, every issue because he's actually hurt. Like that doesn't like, like that again, like I'm cool with like, he's not a hot guy. He's Wolverine. Yeah. It's just exactly. I mean, so again, it, your mileage may vary. I, I, but to me, you can't have Wolverine without what makes him who he is, is his healing factor. Because again, it's what, it's why he's reckless. It's why he can go into berserker mode. It's why he can jump into, you know, 50 hand ninjas without a care because yeah, he's going to get stabbed 37 times. It doesn't matter. You know, like he's, he, he right. can, so, you know, he's a wrecking. Yeah, ball. exactly. So that, that's all. But, uh, now, right. now David, having read the first issue, did, I don't think they made it clear, but did you take the, um, the, the, the dude, this the dude is working with him. That's got the hoodie. Did you take that to be Doctor Druid's son from Secret Warriors? Uh, you mean uh, one of the four that are with him? Or yeah, you... yeah, the one with the hoodie. Um, no, I didn't. I I didn't make the connection. I didn't think about it because I thought Doctor Druid's kid was uh, a little on the chunky side. Well, he and not was... to say that he. Can't slim down in a couple he of years. He was but. on the chunky side until the very end of Secret Warriors. Okay. He basically gets sent away and then he, he kind of whips himself into shape and, and becomes a bit of a badass. So that's why I'm wondering if, but, but. Okay. All right. But I don't and know if, if that's, I don't, I, I, I don't think in this, in the issue they even really say who he is. The whole thing, the, that was the other thing about the issue. Everybody had a fucking code name. The offer, the, 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 everybody had, uh, a code name, which got a little annoying to me, but, um, the big reveal at the end, the, the last page, I, I guess if I hadn't read Enemy of the State and Agent of Shield, that might have had a bigger punch to me if, if I thought that it was even legit. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know. It's, it's a neat cliffhanger, but I, I don't know. I don't, I don't feel what I think I'm supposed to be feeling when I got to the end of the issue. Mm-hmm. 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 I feel like the horse from Ren and Stimpy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I didn't feel like Captain, uh, Powder Toast Man. Uh, <laughs> uh, like, we gotta be honest. Every new iteration of these characters is just a, a, a different haircut. I mean, even the Otto Spider-Man, it's just, you know, they they have to keep it fresh. So maybe this is, I'm sure this is going to go away. Just like the bone claws went away, you know, and the, I'm, it's just another coat of paint. And yeah, be back. yeah, yeah. No, it, it, exactly. I don't, that's why I don't want to complain too much. Like it's not, again, the, the status quo will, won't last long either way. And, and even if it, even if it's well received, it won't last more than a year or two. 
And, yeah. and, and if it isn't well received, it'll last an arc. Right. So, so I mean, I, right. I, that's why I don't want to, you know, I learned my lesson when I lost my shit about the, the, uh, the, the Frankencastle, that first issue. And then I ended up, <laughs> loving, ended up loving the whole thing. So, right. so, uh, so, so yeah, I, I, I got to say my least favorite Wolverine. I, I'm all right. Memory probably doesn't serve me well, but I'm thinking it was right after Age of Apocalypse, or or within a year or so, when he was wearing the 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 do rag with, with the with <laughs> guy holes. Like an yeah, and he was like all feral and shit, and he had the bone claws. And it's like I, that was like just a big dog. <laughs> I didn't like that Wolverine very much. Was that after Age of Apocalypse? Yes. Yes. Yeah, I was not. I was not taking that. Uh-huh. I still bought it though. Of course you did. Yeah. <laughs> Love the hell out of the Silvestri Wolverine. Yes. Yes. Oh. With Albert and LCD. Oh my God. Oh, she's great. I, I, they've used her a little bit over the years, right? LCD. Um, but there's a character I want back. Bring back LCD. I love, I, I love characters who when I read, when, when I, when I just in my head, I'm reading everything. And I just move it right along. But then when you actually say something out loud, you're like, oh, that's clever. Like, same thing with mystery. I was like, yeah, so it's mystery. And then I, like, said it slow and out loud. I'm like, oh, mystery. I get it. It's like, <laughs> you dumb no, son of a bitch. Cute. David's cute. Oh, please. That stuff happens to me all the time. I, I just, sometimes I don't get the, the, the clever thing initially. And I was like, oh, that's what they meant. Yeah. Right. I'm a little slow. Sometimes. Said, I'm most eye candy is. Oh, snap, yeah. that's true. I am pretty, but I'm pretty. Alright, let's look at the clock. We are currently two hours. Wow, we're over two hours already. Yeah, let's drag this sucker home. Let's do it. Hey everybody, thank you for being here with us. As usual, we have been sponsored by Discount Comic Book Service, the great DCBService.com, 35 to 75% off your favorite stuff, delivered right to your home, real nice and secure, wrapped up nice. It always amazes me how many books they get in the bag and they're never like crumpled or, or anything. They just know just how to stack them and bag them and tape them and get them all in that, that, that secure little box for you and you don't have to leave your couch. DCBService.com. They're the best. In your travels, this book is a little expensive. It's all right. At sixty dollars. Mm. But I think it I so think it's, it's very No, it's not. <laughs> it's probably <laughs> it's a hard <laughs> Let me finish Sorry. damn you. It's published by Harper Design. It's a hardcover. 256 pages. It's called Cabinet of Curiosities. My Notebooks, Collections, and Other Obsessions by Mark Zikri and Guillermo del Toro. Mm. Yes, it is a look into the life uh, and process of uh, del Toro. It's an amazing book. I mean... The, the 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 man's love for genre films and uh, fantastic characters is apparent on every freaking page. It goes into uh, the Bleak House uh, where he has amassed all his stuff. And get this, when he was growing up, this is the thing that just, I mean, I, I like Del Toro's movies, the, the majority of them. Mm-hmm. 
And uh, so I knew he was a kindred soul, but get this. Growing up, he had a poster above his bed featuring art by Richard Corbin that he would uh, look to for inspiration and in fascination. I mean, he just loved the image, loved the art. Uh, and because of his success, the son of a bitch now owns the original painting from that poster nice. that used to hang above his bed as a, as a youngster. And, uh, you know, you got a love for Richard Corbin. You're coming over to my house for dinner. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm probably going to like you. And, uh, no, it just goes into all the movies. Um, e- even, um, Pacific Rim. And, you know, it shows his sketchbook. His sketchbooks are amazing. The dude can draw. And just his, his musings and, and, and his, how his mind meandered and, and, uh, even, even the way he, his, the style of uh, his handwriting is beautiful to, to, to look at. And this reproduces a lot of his sketchbooks, uh, notebooks, uh, I should call them. Uh, it goes into Hellboy and it shows, uh, his home where he has, uh, according to the book, sequestered every toy and book he ever owned. So, you know, it wasn't a case of, yeah, my mom threw that out. Everything he ever had as a child is in this house. Mm-hmm. And, you know, his, his, uh, his recent acquisitions, I mean, you know, there's life-size Hellboys in there and stuff from the movies. And, um, I guess he was, uh, at a very young age, his father had an encyclopedia and, uh, a set of medical books. And he read them both multiple times. So, uh, he has a fascination with, with the world. He has a fascination with biology and it's just amazing. And you see it all in this thing. And it's a, it's a really cool book. And, uh, even the Pacific Rim, um, stuff is, is, uh, enthralling. So yeah, if you, if you have some, I mean, it's cheaper on Amazon. I think it's like 30 some dollars, mm-hmm. but it's a really great book, uh, laid out beautifully, big, big, big pictures. Um, and there's a lot of text. On which to uh, chew too. So it's called Cabinet of Curiosities: Colon, My Notebooks, Collections, and Other Obsessions by Guillermo del Toro and Mark Zickery. It's a great book. Nice. Yep, I love it. Uh, in your travels, I'm going to go ahead and recommend a book that I have not finished yet. The first issue. It's one of five. It's a limited series, not my first of five books I'm going to talk about. It's uh, written by Rick Remender. Uh, art by Roland Bashi, who I haven't really seen much from since, uh, the Ghost Rider days when Jason Aaron took over the book. And, um, it is Winter Soldier, The Bitter March. And mm. it, it, I got that on the iPad. Dude, you can judge a book by its cover with this one. The cover is by, um, awesome artist, Andrew Robinson. And, it is a stellar looking color. And, and it, it, it takes place in 1966. Um, and because I'm reading it sans any, any solicits or anything, I'm not sure why it's called the Winter Soldier just yet. Although that, uh, apparently Nick Fury, uh, is missing and, um, we are, uh, we're reading a story about, um, uh, Agent, uh, Ran Shen. So I, not sure. Maybe he, I, I don't know. I don't know where the Winter Soldier ties into this yet, but I am, I'm, I'm not quite the, 
I'm only a few pages into it and I'm really enjoying it, but, but I saw the cover and I'm like, I just, I, I gotta read this and I gotta make sure that since it's only a limited series that, um, that people who like Rick Remender and, uh, the Winter Soldier and S.H.I.E.L.D. and Nick Fury, uh, may check this out in case they, uh, missed it. So. Let's talk, let's talk about this next week. Okay. Uh, Can we? Sure. Cause I want to read yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Why not? Let's do it. All right. Awesome. And we'll tell Chris so he can catch up. Cause it's, it's, well, it's espionage. It's 1966 and it's from Mandela. Yeah, it's with true. The soldier, so. It's true. True, true. So, uh, in your travels, um, go to our friends at Comixology and check out the eighth issue was just released of, uh, War of the Woods season two. Mm. Uh, by Matt Petz. Uh, I've mentioned this time or two before. Um, but, uh, with the eighth issue coming out this past week, I figured I would give it a shout out. It's, uh, it, this is the continuation of the story that, uh, Matt told a number of years ago, originally on, uh, Zuda. And then, um, when Zuda folded, he, you know, got control of it on his own and he's put out a trade of it. And, uh, Dave and I met the man, uh, at a con a few years ago. Nice enough dude. He drew a Hulk on my, uh, Avengers Jam piece, but real cool guy. You know, he, he, he does the whole kit and caboodle here, you know, writes, writes, draws, colors, everything on this book. And it's, uh, it's basically War of the Worlds only, um, instead of humans fighting off the aliens, it's, uh, it's a bunch of, of, of forest animals that are left with saving the earth. And, uh, there's a, a raccoon and a, a frog and a bear and, uh, and alligator and, uh, you know, all sorts of really interesting characters. There's a turtle and, uh, a bird and, and they all sort of have to get into hijinks and try and stop this alien invasion. And it's, uh, it's just fun, engaging stuff. And, and Pets is a great illustrator. He, every animal yeah. looks very, very realistic and, uh, you know, this could easily be a, a, a Disney, you know, movie. Um, so big fan of it. And, uh, like I said a couple of months back when the second series was launched, um, you know, Pets is really taking, the, uh, the, the capabilities of, 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 uh, a web-based digital comicsology comic and, and using it to his advantage, you know, each, the, you know, the panels are sort of more animation style, whereas you're, as you're progressing through, you know, you're seeing different, different word balloons come and go on the page. You're seeing, you know, the, the pages are dynamic. They're not sort of, you know, page turn, page turn, page turn. It's, it's, it's almost like cell animation. So, uh, I, I just think he does a really nice job at the format that he couldn't do in the printed work. And, uh, it's basically 30 pages for 99 cents a pop. Um, and, uh, you can't beat that. So yeah, it's true. It's true. You know what? Speaking of war of the worlds, mm-hmm. did you, um, get a shipment from DCBS recently? Yes. Did you happen to peep those, uh, manga classic books yet? The ones you told me did, I needed to buy. Did you, did you order them? Yes. Um, uh, not impressed. You're not impressed. Yeah. Did you look at them? I haven't. I mean, they're they're in a they're still sealed and wrapped. I haven't opened up my last two orders really. But uh, the publisher is uh, One Piece Books, mm-hmm. and it's Peace as in P E A C E. Which you know, if you're gonna name a series of manga books One Piece books, please <laughs> can can you not find another name? But anyway, um. They were the initial blast was Ulysses by James Joyce, Moby Dick, which is the reason why I, I, I 
pointed them out to you mm-hmm. because you love Moby Dick. That's true. War of the Worlds and Don Quixote. And uh Don Quixote was good. I mean, I I, I read it. I, I thought it was it was it was ex- very it was acceptable. It was good. Uh, the the illustration style was great. And I this is the thing that that ticks me off. I couldn't tell you the name of the illustrator because in none of these books do they do they list who did what. Mm, that is frustrating. That bothers the hell out of me. Yeah. You look at the copyright page. I'm just looking at Ulysses now. Ulysses uh, 2012 copyright text and images copyright variety artworks, and that and that's the, that's the same for each book. Now Moby Dick, you look at the copyright page. Doesn't say you know adapted by blah blah blah. It says text and images copyright variety artworks. Seriously, you mm-hmm. can't put what is this like 1950? You you can't put who drew these things. I want to know. Right. Uh, and I mean, I'm sure that if you just fired up the Google, you can find out, you know, no, no problem, but that's not that's jank. kosher. I don't like yeah, that. Yeah, that is jiggity jank. And so therefore, I mean, I, I bought other books by them. There's, there's another one called The Smuggler, which does list who, yeah, the smuggler. You know, <laughs> but that's the name of it. And, uh, mm-hmm. so, you know, the, it's not uniform. I, I guess they just scooped and bought the rights to all this stuff. So, and, and they, they now quote own it. So they don't really have to say who did it, which is bullshit. I want to know. Yeah. Word. I, I don't think I'll be supporting this company after this. So you'll be like, because I'm peace out. No, to tell the truth, the, uh, the adaptations are kind of vanilla. Mm-hmm. I mean, the art's not, it's okay. Yet you implored uh, me to buy these books. So the record. I'm sorry, but they were cheap in my defense. They weren't that expensive. Were they like six bucks a piece? Yeah, they were. Right. Yeah. Uh, well so. then to, 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 to wrap it up on a high note, since Chris is in here, I'm sure he would recommend this book. Fourth issue came out today. Speaking of comicsology, only 99 cents. The fourth issue by Mr. Gabriel Hardman of Kids. Oh, it's out? It's out yeah. today. Yeah. Oh yes. snap. I didn't know that. Yes. Speaking of that. <gasps> oh, I know we're wrapping up. I forgot. That's all right. You I forgot go. in, uh, in, in, in my going through my Regine piles and just reading stuff, I um, had uh, Station to Station in my pile. Oh, nice. Yeah. The Dark Horse book, yes. Yeah, yeah, and it was terrific, man. I mean, not no surprise, but Gabriel and Karina, it was it was serialized in Dark Horse Presents over a, a bunch of issues, and, and then as Dark Horse has been doing, put out a, you know, kind of an oversized single issue collecting the work, the and... Uh, yeah, it was, it was just, it was a blast, you know. I mean, I knew what we were getting because I had talked to Gabriel and Karina when they were launching it, but, but, uh, you know, it's this crazy, almost Cthulhu looking creature that, uh, you know, is, is kind of invades the earth and is trying to make way for, for, to open a gateway for many other of its ilk to come in. And most of the people can't see the creature. It's kind of like on a, like a harmonic plane of existence that's a little bit off from ours, so they can't really tell it's there. And, uh, you know, it's, 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 it's a classic in the mold of, of like Rod Serling Twilight Zone episode. You know, there's, there's a, a threat it's dealt with, but, but there's a twist at the end, which is, you know, kind of left hanging. It's, you know, it's, it's in the same vein as like an EC story. You know, you're, you, the end of the story is really arguably just the beginning, you know, but we'll probably never see the, you know, this was a, but we're not likely to ever, you know, revisit this world, I would imagine. So it was great, man. I mean, I just, awesome. uh, 
real fun. I mean, a definitely a story. It just fits right in with the whole War of the Worlds thing that we kind of started talking about here. But uh, Gabriel Karina, sorry it took so damn long to read it, but it's it's really quite good, and I'm sure people can get it on Comixology if if not. Uh, although, wait a minute, I guess not. No, Dark it's Horse. really, uh, yeah, they mm. might be able to get it through the Dark Horse. So I guess the Dark Horse store. apps or, or, or good old-fashioned paper way. But. Yeah. Isn't it amazing how art marks us? Like forever. You, you say station to station and I immediately hear the David Bowie. So, oh, sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just, it's just, this stuff brands mm-hmm. us. It is, it is available one shot for $1.99 oh, nice, at nice, digital.darkstore.com. Cool, cool. Digital.darkhorse.com. Uh, I keep it at positive. I gotta say, this past weekend I was very, very surprised at how good World War Z was. Oh, you mean the movie? Yeah. Yeah, nice. I thought it was great. And, and you know, I, I, I was warned off it by some people and other people were just kind of like lukewarm on it. But I, yeah, I read the book and this is not the book. The book is on the shelf. The, the movie's on my monitor, viewing device or whatever you want to call it. But it's, it's, I thought it was really good. Uh, well, yeah, you know, I'm of that mind. I, I think it, uh, yeah, it's one of those films, you know, everyone totally wrote off because of all the, uh, the rewrites and the, the, the reshoots and the, the, the test groups and all that. But, but I think no matter, I don't know what it was like all those times that they were redoing it or tweaking it, but, but I think they got it right. I really do. Yeah. I, I think the ending was very atypical because you, you know, the, the, the Hollywood style is to go out on a big bada boom and it was a very low key ending. They, they, I think they almost yeah, downplayed yeah. it. Agreed. Yeah. yeah Agreed. Yeah. I, I, the zombies weren't as surprising as Brad Pitt being married to such an untractable woman. In the oh, movie. dude, but I'm gonna was, get in trouble if stop. I jump into this. <laughs> stop! It was it was real. Uh, I, I, I was I was glad she wasn't a beauty queen. Meanwhile, I don't know. Uh, I, I still think she gets the leg up over her uh, co-star from the killing because he is getting shredded for his his major movie debut Ooh, in, Robo- in RoboCop. Oh, is that where that dude's from? Yeah, he, okay. he's a partner in the killing. Yeah, yeah. So no, I, I won't see that movie anyway. So no, don't worry I'm about in it. no rush. I haven't heard good yeah. things about it. I think I think oh. I think Scotty Young actually left with 20 minutes left into the movie. He did. He said it's like the third movie <laughs> in his life he left early on. Nice, yeah. go Scotty. Renee, Renee did that. She left the Wow Wow Wish after her um after her ex's scenes where he stunted for um where he doubled for Will. She was like, all right, I'm out, and she just like left the theater. Oh, that oh, oh, that's right. Oh, yeah. So I don't think it was that bad. She said, "I mean, it's yeah, it's pretty bad, but it's not like leave the theater bad." <laughs> What's for her? But yeah, so I don't. I'm not. I, I don't. Yeah. I'm not sure how I'm feeling. I still don't know how I feel about the whole RoboCop thing. So I just. Ooh, I don't like what I see. Neither do many people. It's. <laughs> yes, I do. Why can't they again? Like, like, like. X Factor. Why can't you just leave it alone? Mm-hmm. It's okay to walk away. You don't have to make it again. For Rismal. Oh, uh, speaking, I, I know you said X Factor, but the um, uh, Chris Carter is has a pilot on one of the the uh, on the Amazon pilot season. Yes, yeah. and it's called The After, and I'm I I, I need to check it out soon because aside from well, being Chris Carter. Uh, one of the leads in the show is Aldous Hodge, who played Hardison on Leverage, which was one of my favorite shows, and he's fantastic oh, nice. in that. And actually, he played, um, 
he was recently seen uh not this uh, last week um not this past episode he played um Michonne's lover on uh in the episode of the walking dead where they did the flashback okay cool huh look at that why don't they have a kickstarter for a new x-files movie don't 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 you think if if um Nah, it would cost a lot, Ver- dude. Veronica Mars can get a yes. no because there's well, no special it would cost a, Veronica Mars. Right, it would cost a lot to do the you know a, a perfect uh, ending to the series, but you, we can't just let that last movie lie. <laughs> no, I think they can. Which which pretty much plays against everything I've said so far about X Factor and all that other yeah. shit. Just leave it alone. Yeah, maybe we can kickstart the final season of uh, Carnival. Mm, I never watched that. Yeah. So. Oh, that was an awesome show, bro. It was. It's such a great show. Yeah. But you were, you could just tell, like, the last episode, they're just like, fuck. We're, yeah. we're, we're done. They were showing up with, like, cell phones and shit. They yeah. Just, like, <laughs> driving up in new cars. They're just like, yeah, let's film this scene. Just Get, <laughs> get the beer and lady over here again. That yeah, I don't think I'll ever get over uh Deadwood. Yeah. That, that, yeah, see, I still, I still can't. I have... I have the set, and I'm still. I want to see the first season because I loved it, and the second season I enjoyed not as much. But I, I, I don't. I'm in no rush to see that third season. Yeah. yeah. You know, while we're at it, why don't we just get Lynch to f- finish Twin Peaks? Do it right. Mm-hmm. Finish that that last dangling thread. Is he, Although, is Bob, he revisiting that? I keep. I mean, I don't know if there are rumors. I don't. I, I, every once in a while on Facebook or somewhere, I'll see you know, oh Lynch and Twin Peaks, and I don't know. What. Yeah, because of the Blu-rays coming uh, out. Okay. And there, there are rumors which he has denied. But how much um, stock can you put in anything David Lynch says um, that they have shot new footage for the Blu-ray collection? But I don't know. We'll see. Um, I, the best. I mean, at the very least, I hope there's. Um, you know, cutting room floor stuff that they, we've never seen on the disc. That'd be great. I mean, as a Twin Peaks fan, I, any kind of footage is, is, is fine. Mm-hmm. But yeah. There you go. All right, everybody. Hey, this has been a wacky, crazy, Ray all Ray. over the place Ray episode. Ray. We're glad that you shared this time with us. And you know what? We'll be back next week to do it again. Yes, we will be. Maybe we'll all join us. You yes, know because this. we, we love you so much. And we like you sort of too. That's it. Oh, it hurts. It hurts so bad. Well, we love you. When, when you pee or just? No, I'm over that. All right, good. Mm-hmm. Bye. So, Say goodnight. Say goodnight, David. Good night, David. Love you right here. It sounds like you're having trouble. <laughs>
feed me air when your head on the ground. 